Brought to you by Make Fun Network. Welcome to the top five of death. Where listeners vote and everyone dies. Listen and die. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Top 5 of Death. I'm your host, Matt. Uh, Should have won last week. Surprised I didn't. I'm assuming everyone who listens to the show is a goddamn racist. Uh, Bistany, coming in hot on the last episode before the holiday. Joining me this week is the world's most interesting Sam. Uh, I'm still busy counting up all my votes from last week. It's a round number I'm coming to. Uh, did you only get one? No, I got zero votes. Wow! Yeah, unprecedented. <laughs> wow! Everyone hates me. And that's, a, that's fine. Not a single person liked your shit. <laughs> Literally no one. I had the opportunity to vote for myself as well, but I didn't. I voted for you, Matt. <laughs> Thank you. That was the right choice, Sam. I should have voted for you. Um, what I should have done is caught it last minute and broke the stupid result that we had, which is a tie. Um, but anyway, uh, also joining us is Buff Chick Dip Will. Yeah, um, the way I see it is I won, and I am the winner. So. <laughs> a a contention, all right. Um, and then to be in contention with is uh, Charles Not Chucky. Uh, no, I am also the actual rightful winner, since I got the votes in right at the end there. All right, well, listen, did... Uh, We'll have to check the graph, and we'll see when the mail-in votes came in and see how that swung in. <laughs> um, yeah, so how's everyone's week? It's the last episode before the holiday. Um, is everyone... Let me ask everyone. Just a quick yay, yay, nay. Uh, we ready for Christmas, Sam? Oh, I, I'm, I'm as ready as I've ever been for Christmas. All right. Will? No. I'm a last-minute shopper. Uh, Charles? Yeah, I'm ready to go. Okay. I'm also not ready, so... <laughs> I think I think that is exactly how it should have shaken out. Um, yeah, I uh, I got some things I still need to buy. I don't know if you. I don't even know when. I've I've already begun to entertain how I'm going to be like. You'll get your present at some point to some people. Um, because I I just I don't know. I just no idea when I'm gonna get to it. I'm sure a lot of that's a lot of people's plight. But what can you do? Uh, Will, how was your week? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, you know, super busy at work, like a lot of people, I guess, at the end of the year. Um, as I mentioned last week, went over my good buddy K-Funk's annual Christmas Jubilee. How was which that? Which was a rousing success. Lots of great food, uh, good people, perfectly cooked uh, roast beast. Nice. And uh, some good times. I, my my favorite part of the night was towards the end. Uh, it devolved into uh, K-Funk making fun of his friend who mumbles a lot and is hard to understand. But that went on so long that K-, K Funk just got drunker and drunker, and he became what he was ridiculing. And oh. it, was, it was a blast. It's my kind of fun. There you go. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, Charles, how's your week been? What complaint do you have this week? And is your wedding fully planned? Uh, my wedding's not fully planned. Um, but uh, this week's been great. <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. My week's been Hold great. Uh, is yeah. your is is work in is your work week been getting great because people are checking out for the end of the year? No, yes. you got fired. Oh. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, people have been checking out for the end of the year. So, yeah, okay. my week my week's been great, 
quite relaxed. So it's been pretty good. Well, that's good. That's good. Uh, Sam, how's how's your week been? Sam, um, Yo. are you working at all right now? Or you're just like on a hiatus? Uh, I'm just those random, just little random like office things and like little little jobs that will come in, but not really seeking out anything new at the moment. Getting ready for uh, for next year where we're hitting the ground running workshops and Florida and Iceland and I don't know. We'll figure Iceland. out some more stuff. Iceland? Yeah. Iceland, you know, just, yes. Just Florida, Iceland, you know, those Ice- other places. Just Iceland is, I think, the, uh, only slightly further than Florida as far as like a plane ride goes. <laughs> and surprisingly uh, affordable to get there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but we're doing like a something different this time where we're kind of like taking everyone like around the country. There's like one road that goes around Iceland. And so we're doing like yeah. a photo tour and like setting up like in a different you know, hotel or Airbnb every night and, uh, and, you know, doing dog photos all over Iceland. That should be cool. That's That's great. I wanted to do that for my honeymoon, but, um, then the pandemic struck that idea down. Oh, the dog photos as well. The dog photos too. (laughs) Okay. The exact same same idea. (laughs) That's where I first heard about it from from Will's, uh, canceled honeymoon. Um, that should be fun. I ain't doing shit in the meantime. Hell yeah, dude. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I uh, check in for myself. I had uh, I had my my end of year review went really well. Got a got a nice uh, nice four percent raise, and I got ninety five uh, percent of my bonus, nice. which is good. Cool. Um, so that'll take care of one loan uh, <laughs> that we still have outstanding, but that'll be good. Um, so that's always nice. It's always nice to have you know a not stressful job situation uh yeah 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 so couple all right there's 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 two things in the news i need to talk about and in my opinion they're they're, talking points out they're they're equally important okay so two things in the news and these are probably two things that have my name written all over both of them Mm -hmm. one being Colorado, some kind of, sort of, <laughs> removing Trump from the ballot, sort of. Uh, then the other thing is the MCU firing Jonathan Majors. Uh-huh. These mm-hmm. are two. I my 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 time has been split. I don't even know. I don't know how to focus. Like I, I really like my brain. I want to sit down and like deep dive on something or like pontificate in my head or something. It's it's crazy. It's it's been hell for me this week. Um, so let's start on the, uh, well, actually, I don't know. I really don't have any much to say on the, the Trump thing other than it's, it's pretty, it's pretty fucking, it's a pretty fucking wild scenario. Um, this, I'll, I'll put it out to you guys cause I know you guys are more casual than I am. Um, mm-hmm. any, any, any thoughts, uh, about it or anything interesting you heard about it or how, has anyone in, has this affected you in your lives in any way in like a personal circles or anything? No. It hasn't affected uh. me, but. They're playing right into his strengths with this shit. Oh yeah, it's, it, it's like uh, you gotta you gotta just ignore the guy if you want him to go away. He's like the uh, he's like the the billboard monsters in Treehouse of Horror from The Simpsons. <laughs> just don't look at them. <laughs> don't watch the monsters. Um, <laughs> I think <laughs> those sound a lot better coming out of Paul Anka. <laughs> Monster. That's. What a perfect, perfect cut from that episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think this, like, 
the the only because I, I could give a shit less like I, nothing apparently sticks to this man so what does it matter anyways i think it more in long terms how the supreme court handles it is the way i'm looking at it because if you look at it it boils down to state rights at this point which i think is funny because the republican party is that was their that was their standpoint so we see what the Supreme Court says about it, which we know what the Supreme Court's going to do about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's, then it, it's going to be that nice tumbleweed of like, I thought this was states' rights happening. <laughs> yeah, but states, no, states are, states are, are in charge of handling the process of the elections, but it's a, it's a, the presidency is a federal election. So <laughs> states can't dictate who is on the ballot um, for it. Um, but the whole, the whole thing is so wonky. There's a part in the in the ruling itself that essentially just like cancels itself out, which is like incredibly overlooked. Um, some one of the lawyer people I follow is like pointed out. They're like, I know this seems like a big deal, but they've already kind of been like, yeah, we know this doesn't really work, so we're not actually going to enforce it type of stuff. So it's it's like weird, but like you won't. I'll put it this way: that take isn't selling any tickets, you know. So no one, everyone's making their money off of their clickbaity headlines or whatever. Um, I've heard two two quotes that I think are summing up in my perspective. I think are I think are excellent. One is from uh, Dave Smith of Part of the Problem podcast, but uh, he, he tweeted out this is one of my favorites. Like, because uh, uh, the whole their whole argument is like they're they're trying to uh, save dem- democracy, right? So his uh, his quote is preserving democracy is more important than whatever the voters may want. <laughs> Yeah, I did see that quote. <laughs> I so saw funny. that, and I was like, "Yeah, I guess so." Um, and then the second thing is to, because um, because Trump currently is the he's not like the Republican frontrunner. He's he's the frontrunner for the presidency. So he, the other thing that I saw was uh, removing the frontrunner to protect the incumbent is what happens in third world nations, which is also true. It's wild. It's very dirty. I. I I don't like it. It sets a really bad precedent. Um, I think it's bait. I think the whole thing's bait. I think the whole thing is bait to try to get crazy, you know, Trump idiots to act in a way that they can kind of use that to frame and ride into the 2024 election. Um, hopefully people don't take it, but <laughs> I don't have a lot. I don't, I don't have a lot of faith that uh, no, some, some, uh, they took my gerb type of guy is going to be like, oh, and do something stupid. But, <laughs> Even if they did, I also wouldn't believe it because everything's a fucking, everything glows and is sketchy as fuck. But the, it's a, it's a bad precedent. It shouldn't be done. It shouldn't be done to anybody. The, the, if, no, it's no matter how shitty a per- person is or whatever. Like, I'll put it this way: if someone is on video just hurling a baby off of a building, they should Go be on. allowed. They, they should be allowed <laughs> to run for president, and people wouldn't vote for him because they'd be like, "Well, this truly happened." But obviously, it's whatever minor like uh you, you shouldn't you can't do that you shouldn't do that no no bueno I, it's it's a bad move but for someone who loves a good election we're kicking it off on a high note and uh i'm very excited about the rest of 2024 leading up to it so i'm i'm fully on board my my show has uh has just had an interesting turn for uh the series i'm watching but uh charles i know you've been trying to say something yeah i think the the other major interesting thing is this whole case that like preceded the Colorado ruling was brought up by the Republican National Committee in Colorado. Right. So well. here's here's what I'll say about that. 
Republicans aren't. I'll put it this way: Trump Trump doesn't represent Republicans. People who like yeah. Trump don't like Republicans. It's it's Trump versus the establishment. That's that's mm-hmm. the ticket. So when people are like the Republicans did it, it's like who gives a shit? No one likes Republicans. Republicans are trash. They don't do anything. They're fucking. They're they're just as bad as as you know uh, neo libs and neo cons. They're all they're all working for the same people, and that's mm-hmm. that's the election. That's that's the narrative. But man crazy times the whole thing's crazy I, again from like a an entertainment standpoint i'm like oh man did you see that did you see this episode did you guys catch the last episode of the 2024 election um but it's dangerous it's dangerous it's a dangerous way to think that um so that's that and now on to potentially more important things that might have more of an effect on my life um <laughs> man i the firing of Jonathan Majors from the MCU. For those who don't know, Jonathan Majors uh, portrays Kang, who uh, who has been set up to be the big bad all the way up to the next Avengers film, which is literally called Avengers: uh, The Kang Dynasty. Mm-hmm. He's been fired for being found guilty of assault. Oh no! Um, and. I mean, what's what's the speculation? What do what what's what do people think? Uh, things gonna what the fallout this is gonna be for the MCU? Uh, it's pretty simple. They're just gonna recast somebody else. <laughs> um, the Allstate guy. Which <laughs> <laughs> uh, they do have, they do have a striking resemblance. <laughs> I don't. The, he's, Kang's been in what two a movie and a TV show, right? Has he only appeared twice? Um, he was on Loki yes. and then Ant Man. So, like, does it? Then when they said he was fired, I was like, oh, oh no! It's not like we're losing a major character here. No, um, yeah, but it is a major character. The whole the, the whole arc is set up for he is the Thanos. This is like if um yeah, but it's not like we're losing like Chris Hemsworth as Thor at well, like when he's three movies deep or something like that. We're moving. We're losing a. He's not even a big bad yet. Like he's not quite there yet. I just right. don't. So we can. I, I don't think they. Re- I don't think they recast him. I think the yeah. whole thing's too tarnished. Uh, go on, Sam. No, I was gonna say you think they think they do a full a full pivot at this point. Yes. And I and I just I just want to give my um, uh, like opinion as someone who's like um a Marvel fan, but not like mega hyper into like you know all the comic books and all the storylines and everything like that. Um, and there's like probably two or three of those marvel movies like i i haven't seen uh i have like the most like passing passing knowledge of who this character is um i don't think that most people who aren't fans of like the like deep fans of the comics know who that character is and i don't think he's necessary to uh pull in an audience if that's what they're looking to do because i know that they've been kind of suffering the last you know, a couple of years with uh with the quality of their movies or storylines or where everything's going, it's kind of a mess. And I think they need a bigger name than Kang. Um, potentially, yeah. The only thing I would say to that of like being like a, you know, maybe like a, a one step above like a casual MCU fan, um, just like you like them, is that, uh, I, I think your ilk are a dying breed, and I think that's why their numbers are dwindling. So I think this hurts a little bit more because the people who are still very much on board are the diehards like myself. 
And I, I guess, I guess I'm at this point, right? Depending on how it's handled, if they recast them, depending on how it goes, I could be open to the idea. I was actually not super pumped on Kang to begin with. Mm-hmm. And it was Jonathan Major's portrayal of him in Loki that got me more on board. So that's tough. But my my hope and my prediction is that they would they would uh they'll pivot they'll pivot storylines. Um it, it, it's 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 at such a do or die time right now cuz at this point he's only been in Wait, was he in the second season of Loki? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. I've he was in the Stinger most Marvel stuff. I've been out of at this point, to be honest. He was in the Stinger at the end of Ant Man that was Loki related. So, I would have thought he would have been part of the season. But if he hasn't been, then I'm curious as to what the season of Loki was. I actually have no idea. Is he in the uh, uh, Doctor the Doctor Strange multiverse Multi- movie? Nah. No. No, okay. I is totally forget who the. I haven't seen the Marvels. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, in this, I think, I think this conversation is saying something about kind of how convoluted the current state of the Marvel universe is. I think that uh, you know, after Endgame, they tried a couple things. Like, obviously, they had like, um, what Chadwick Boseman pass away, and yeah, um, you know, yeah. some unfortunate things like that happen. But then, like, I don't know, they're they're. they're oversaturating the market uh starting mm-hmm. to go a little bit mm-hmm. the way of dc but you know they're not at that level yet but they're they're, they're pointed in that direction yeah for sure i hear you i just i i want i want doom so bad mm-hmm. that i'm hoping that this is they're like you know what we had the plan for kang we didn't have fantastic four at the time in the interim we achieved it mm-hmm. now we have fantastic four and now we don't have we potentially lost our big bad for this arc. I'm hoping it's just fucking Doom comes in, destroys the Kangs, right? Just comes in and just obliterates them all. Um, and then we have like a huge fucking Doom saga. But everything See, I want never happens. <laughs> well, that that's something that I think would draw in a more casual fan, um, which is yes. what they need because like you said, if if it's just the diehard sticking around, like that doesn't work numbers wise for the Disney Corporation. No. You know? Um, so I think Doom would be a great fit, and or I think they they start to pull in on the X Men stuff. Yeah, I I mean I heard that there was a you know, I'll leave it there. I would be perfectly fine if they went. You know what? We're just wiping it clean. We're starting the X Men at this point. I'd be in. You know what'd be even funnier <laughs> is if they just added a scene to the new Deadpool movie where he just like off like no fanfare just killed Kang. Like, just shot him or something like that. <laughs> just casually. That's actually yeah. not a bad idea. And they were like, well... And then, like, his, he, you know, he's got that fourth wall mechanic. He'd be like, just make a joke about, you know, listen, he shoots him he goes, listen, I didn't kill Kang. Jonathan Majors killed Kang. Or something like that. <laughs> oh my god. Major mistake. Oh, yeah. Major, there, there you go. go. There you go. <laughs> you know and what? I'll tell you, as a casual fan, <laughs> the very casual fans you're talking about, I can say I haven't really given a shit about Marvel since the end of uh, the Avengers story because they just saturated Disney Plus and the movies just kept coming and that whole, you know, lineage and the story. I, I can't fucking follow it. It's like a ball of yarn. Yeah, it's big. It's huge. It's the only thing I like about that is it's like it's like comic books. There's so many of them. It's like kind of like it's it's how you exist in the 
the world of comics is like maybe 20 books come out a week and you might read 12 of them, but then something happens in one of the books you didn't read. So now you got to go like, you know, it's just like shit like that happens, which I think is kind of cool, but it is incredibly difficult to follow. But whatever. Uh, yeah. So those two things happened. Um, mm-hmm. Both wild, 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 wild. Um, however, oh, we have some debt. Oh, we have what deaths to, to get over, right? So you freaking two ding dong. So why don't you, why don't you two ladies figure out who's wearing the prettier mm-hmm. dress? Well, Real since quick. I won first, I should probably go first. Oh, okay. Well, I, w- I was going to ask, has anybody else seen Godzilla minus one? Oh, no. Oh, I have not. I heard it's awesome. I wanted to see it. Um, I am I am in no place in life where I can do anything on a whim. So I didn't get to I, go see it. I went in the middle of the day yesterday. <laughs> Don't you work? I did. I took t- I took two hours of my sick, three hours of my sick leave. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I put so in you, for it. You got you got paid to go see that movie. I have hours I gotta use. There you go. Use them or lose them. Um, yeah. So uh, if anybody is on the fence of going to see Godzilla minus one, they just extended it through the New Year's. Oh, did they? It. Yeah. So it just got another extension in the U.S. It is so worth it. Bach, <laughs> uh, I gotta see it. All I saw going through Facebook and Reddit is just like the amount of Godzilla shit about Godzilla minus one. Because once you click on one, you're going to keep getting them the rest of your life. So I was like, I have to go see this and I can't watch a shitty cam version, which I did find online. Um, where it's not like the current legendary verse where Godzilla is a big giant hero and we're watching him destroy things and humans are working alongside of him. It is classic Godzilla. You have an actual good human drama and then. Godzilla is a villain and he's fucking terrifying. <laughs> Fuck, I gotta see it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. texting. I'm texting people now to try to make plans. It's, it's worth it. Uh, yeah, I'd go see that thing again. I don't like to go to theaters, and I'm glad I went. <laughs> nice. I heard they were yeah. re-releasing it in Japan in black and white. Oh, sick! That's a new version of like, yeah. I was like, shit, I'd do that too. They're gonna make. They're already planning more but they made it for apparently under 15 million and oh only only under, <laughs> that's not that much for a godzilla movie <laughs> or for any movie uh, really yeah and it's just it's compelling i was surprised the whole time i was like wow i actually care about these characters unlike um jossie what is a godzilla with uh scarlet witch and quicksilver those actors were in it together oh yeah 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 it's good movie but their human drama doesn't no one gives a shit about them <laughs> Like we're here to watch him destroy a city. Well, this one you're like, oh no, I care about this guy. Like he's having a hard time in life. It's it's pretty it's pretty fucking good. Every, every time I watch the uh, Godzilla with Matthew Broderick, which is not often, <laughs> do you go? Like this guy killed more people than Godzilla in real that's life. Ex- that's exactly <laughs> what I was gonna say. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Step no, no, on no, it. that's great. I'm glad I'm not the only one that thinks that. Every time I see Matthew Broderick, I'm like, he killed two people. <laughs> Yeah. No, I watched that murderer walk down the street next to me. That's crazy. <laughs> did did, did you Matthew, have yeah. a casual br- brush in with Matthew Broderick? Yes, when I worked in New York. on Not even going to pick up camera stuff, and he wasn't part of the gig. He was just mm-hmm. walking around down the street. <laughs> You're I was like, like, oh, it's Matthew Broderick. Remember when you killed two people? Yeah. Um, for, for those that don't know, I believe he was in oh, Scotland or Ireland, and he had a head-on collision and killed two people. Uh yeah, the elite Matthew get Brock. away with everything. Bad yeah. Matt, Hakuna Matata. 
Uh, all right. Well, you two figure out your, your death thing. Let's let's get this party started. Yeah. Well, well I'll, I'll go first. I'll go first. I'll, I'll be a gracious winner and let you go first. Yeah. I got the winning total of votes before you did. So I'm like the first. That's winner. not true. That's not one of the songs. <laughs> anyway, just took that so, vote and made sure we were equal. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to be murdering um, Mr. Matthew here. Okay. So there once was a boy named Math Bistany who grew up to become a pedophile cop. This is not about that Matt Bistany. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Don't bring it up again. I was so passionate. <laughs> oh, my shit. What a nerve-wracking nerve time for me. That is insane. <laughs> Go on. So, again, this is not about that Matt Bistany. <laughs> Good. I'm this glad. Matt Bistany grew up a dorky brute of a boy with a blunt demeanor and a heart full of joy. Matt grew up finding interest in the arts and music, and specifically the guitar. The world was his oyster and the sky was the limit. In his adulthood, Matt became more and more interested in politics and thoroughly enjoying paying close attention to the news cycles. The more attention Matt gave mainstream media, the more bitter he became. In his spare time, he enjoyed arguing with strangers on Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> this only feds, fed Matt's growing belief that the world had been turning against him. This paranoia reached its saturation point when, when Matt took a shit in Nancy Pelosi's office on January 6th. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, I'm in that his, guy I was talking about earlier. In his mid-40s, Matt's now the proud father of 17 beautiful children, and he values his family more than anything else. He vowed to protect them at all costs and began prepping for the obviously inevitable fall of the nation. Matt became fully consumed with his prepping and creating a fortress that he and his family can stay safe in. Unfortunately, this consumed Matt so much, his family eventually left him. He didn't lose sight of what mattered the most, and he continued on his construction of his fortress, believing that once he was complete, the family would return because they will feel safe. Matt had lost sight of what matters. It got so bad, he even started breaking etiquette on the top five of death by changing his number one mid-show. He had hit rock bottom. Unfazed, Matt pushed on, thinking he just needed to finish his fortress. Matt installed three-inch thick glass in all the windows, security cameras abound, and even automated turrets in and around his home. Unfortunately for Matt, his IT security was dismal. As made apparent by having his Chewy account hacked by a horse farm that bought feed for the stable on his account for four years before he noticed. This lack of password optimization resulted in his demise as one day while on his hands and knees cutting his prized back lawn with his trusty pair of scissors, the Chewy hacker struck again, taking control of Matt's home automation systems and identifying Matt as an intruder where he was then mowed into the ground and turned to fertilizer. But on the bright side, the grass grows great over there now. Hell yeah. All right. I accept it. Amazing. <laughs> just as good as doo-doo. I just wanted to get mine out of the way because Charles kind of gave me a hint of what he's got. Um, all right. So I don't have a song and I didn't record anything beforehand because that sounded exhausting. So I have this death. I'm going to be killing Sam. <sighs> Hmm. So it was a cold and blustery night. Sam lay in his bed while his, with his sleeping cap on, a candle at his bedside, alone but surrounded by his life's work of dog photos. Just then he heard, he heard a series of thumps from outside his door and then the rattle of chains. 
They grew louder and closer. Sam clutched his sheets up to his chest, and the door burst open and in flew a ghastly specter, surrounded by chains. Samuel Haddix, the specter yelled, I am the ghost of... <coughs> the specter began to have a coughing fit and floated down to the ground, which actually appeared to be a very short man. Uh, the specter continued to cough, and then Sam interjected, um, did you... Did you need some water? And uh, the specter took his took the water, cleared his throat. Ah, thank you. Uh, now where was I? <clears throat> Samuel Haddix. And then the ghost floated back down again. Ah, the moment's lost. I'm not. <laughs> the specter sat on his bedside and looked at Sam. I'm the spirit of Mel Brooks. I'm not dead, but I am shouldered with this job due to the amount of earthly ties to the world by not creating sequels to my most popular movies. I'm here to tell you tonight that you'll be visited by four spirits. Four spirits? The Christmas Carol trope is usually three. Are you counting yourself? Uh, nope. Four spirits. Each each will tell you why you made such a shitty list for replacing Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> the spirit of Mel Brooks then patted Sam on the leg. Okay, I've done my part. And uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to take the stairs. By the way, the spirits are going to make this brief because uh, this death is already going a bit too long. Wait, what death? But Mel Brooks is already gone. And then he could hear the sound of thudding echoing from his living room. Sam whipped back his sheets, revealing his long sleeping gown and hustled down the stairs to see the most beautiful golden retriever you've ever seen. As Sam approached, he noticed the dog was wearing a basketball jersey and had a golden basketball. Are you the first spirit? The ghost of Lismas past? Woof, replied the dog. What's that? You're here to teach me about put putting picks in proper place? Woof. The dog replied in a harsher tone. And to keep up consistency episode to episode, the dog replied with a series of growls. I, I didn't catch that part. Uh, I said, and get ready to get dunked on, bitch. <laughs> Airbud started dribbling back and forth. Sam only watched in amazement. As Airbud ran at him, jumped over, his furry nuts dragging across Sam's face, and dunked the basketball <laughs> through the hoop that appeared to, behind Sam. Fireworks burst around the rim as Airbud hung the rim, barking at Sam before disappearing. Sam wiped his face with his sleeve, trying to remove the taste of dog nuts, and quickly <laughs> ran to the kitchen. <laughs> he splashed some water on his face and realized the man was digging through his fridge. He squinted to see the man's face as he glowed in the in the light. Stalin, are you here? The are you the ghost of Listmus Present? Duh, replied the former leader of the Soviet Union. Are you taking my food? Duh. Stalin then moved to Sam's pantry and picked up a case of seltzer water. You can't just take my food and drink. Sam got slapped across the face real hard. According to you, I am Santa Claus now, and I will take my equal share of what's yours. Stalin peered at Sam, waiting for a reply, and then briskly slapped him across the face again. When Sam recovered, he noticed the former leader of the Soviet Union had disappeared. He could then smell cigarette smoke coming back from his living room. <laughs> He walked in to find a brown sock puppet with sunglasses on and smoking a cigarette. Are you the third spirit? The Muppet pointed in the direction right next to Sam. Oh, I get it. You're doing the Ghost of Christmas Future thing where you point at something for me to see. The Muppet pointed the gesture again, this time more firm. Sam turned his head to look and the Muppet immediately slapped him across the face. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I'm a D-tier Muppet that no one remembers, and you put me as number two? I don't need that kind of responsibility. The Muppet then took his cigarette out and put it out on Sam's face. Sam held his cheek and winced his pain, and when he opened his eyes, the Muppet was gone, but the pain was real. 
He could then hear the funky beats of his favorite artist coming from his study. Sam clambered up the stairs and opened the door to see David Bowie sitting in a large leather chair. Mr. Bowie, I can't believe you're here. You're my favorite. Bowie silenced Sam with just the raise of his hand. Samuel, I'm flattered to be your pick for Santa. But what would compel you to associate me with Christmas? I don't like Christmas. I never did. But you recorded Peace on Earth slash Little Drummer Boy with Bing Crosby in 1977. David Bowie stood, walked over, then you guessed it, slapped Sam across the face. That was the late 70s, Samuel. <laughs> I am. I was in a permanent acid haze from 75 to 85. I woke up in the middle of filming Dancing in the Street. Have you seen that video? I'm wearing a common trench coat and just flailing around. Does that sound like Santa material to you? Sam thought for a moment. Well, Mr. Bowie, I, I can't help but ask if the other ghosts were past, present, and future, who are you? Oh, me. I'm just the representation of the last of your synapses of your brain flickering out as you suffocate in your sleep because your dog is currently laying on your face. Sam replied, that would explain the dog testicles feeling so real. That would indeed, Samuel. That would indeed. <laughs> they stood there in awkward silence for a moment. And that's how Sam died. <laughs> Well, my list sucks. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well done. Well done. Thank you. Very good. Very yeah. good. Uh, so, I wish I could have put production value behind that, but that's fucking tiring. That's great. <laughs> Whole soundboards and everything. No, thank you. So with it being the last episode before the holiday, uh, we discovered a top five anomaly, I would say. That we've never done top five Christmas movies. We've done accidental Christmas movies, and we've done Christmas specials, but we've never done proper top five of death, top five Christmas movies. That's what we're doing this week. And to steal a joke, as I keep saying, uh, we're going. We're doing something fun this week, just because you know Christmas is a time for the holidays and all that. So we're, we've, we've all gotten lists from each of our significant others, and we're going to read their, read their lists along with our list just to get some more perspective, because I was talking to my wife about Christmas movies, and we just look at them in two very different ways, <laughs> and I was like, mm-hmm. hmm, these are opinions about other people might have that I definitely don't. So I put it out to everyone and go, hey, everyone grab a list from your, your honeys, and they did. So the fun part is, I don't know how we handle the rest of it, but their list will be up for votes. You can vote mm-hmm. for somebody else's list that's not ours. What happens then? I don't know. If my wife wins, I'm sure there'll be some sort of crippling anxiety involved. But, you know, <laughs> it, it is what it is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if my wife doesn't win, she's going to get angry, even though she does not care for the show one bit. <laughs> oh! Well, I think I think you just sealed your wife's fate to either definitely yeah. win or definitely not win. Um, okay, well, let's get into it. Um Hold on. I'm thinking of a number between 1 and 10. Um, whoever gets closest to it will decide the order. Uh, will, you you ask, you go first. 1. Uh, Charles, you go. 7. Ooh. Don't, you just have to say 2 <laughs> at that point. Well, I didn't say it was, I didn't say it was price or right rules, and my number was 6. So I'm going to say we, uh, that Charles was closer, if you were looking oh. at it on a graph. So Charles, who's going first? Um, Sam, you can go first. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, all right. But but before we get started, sorry, there's a couple things. Oh yes, one, yes, yes. One, uh, Matt, you have a special a special Christmas gift. 
that has been sent to you. Um, what I'd like for you to do just first is just to describe the package that it's in, and then we will um, open it up when we do our number ones. All right. So I have a relatively small, not a tiny box, but a small box. Uh, it has my name printed on it um, in, from printer paper, not written, with my address. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know if you'd open that. You can you can actually open that, oh, the, like the shipping told, box, if you want. Oh, Sorry. you told me not to open it. Yeah, sorry, there's a box inside that box. Well, you, well, why would I know and, that? This and, guy goes, and, hey, you're going to get something in the mail. Don't open it till the show. So I did exactly that, and I nope, did it right. wrong? Nope, you're you're right. You're right. I mean, let me keep uh, describing this box. Uh, this says <laughs> the return address is... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, and, and while you open that up, too, um, I, I know at, at some point, again, it's weird that we haven't done top five Christmas movies where we did um, you did accidental Christmas movies. So what I want to know from from you guys is like how like what defines a christmas movie for you and and isn't a i want to say like christmas adjacent movie so i had a i, I was gonna do so this list was kind of hard for me mm-hmm. um i was gonna do a bit <laughs> when i had when i thought of this idea but it goes along with what you just asked and i was gonna be like oh you know these are movies about christmas and what my number five is, is Dumb and Dumber, because it's a movie about Lloyd Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> but then but then I started thinking about all the like Christmas movies, and I was like, there's too many that are too good. I already had a hard enough time whittling my list down, so I just omitted that. Yes. Oh, God. Let's fucking come all over this thing. Yep. And and then, um, are, are, we, are we considering, like, a, like, Rankin-Bass-style, like, specials that are like you know they're standalone films but they're not full length films anything like that considering that christmas movie i shot down things that weren't a minimum movie runtime like a 90 minute movie right how about how about you charles and and will um i only went for movies no hmm. specials i do have something that is not a typical movie okay uh yeah this is where i struggled a lot because it's it's weird it's like you you know it's not like a tv show it is a special but it's like isn't a movie um it wouldn't it it wouldn't um qualify for like an academy award because they have to be like a certain length or something i don't know um all right matt you get that package open i do uh so i'm holding in my hand the box that was inside of the box and this is a mock uh chinese food to go container but it is, mm-hmm. uh, it's Christmassy. This uh, Santa Claus, he's on both sides of the box. He has star, like green star glasses, very not on brand for him. But it's, uh, yeah, it's just like a little, uh, it's from the Christmas tree shop. It was $1.29. <laughs> Remember the Christmas tree shop? Yeah. Um, and does anyone want to, does anyone want to guess what's inside the box? And then we'll, we'll let it, that ruminate, you know, during the, the episode. Um, I I bet I do know what it is. <laughs> you have I, a weird I, you have a weird thing of of guessing exactly what I'm thinking or or doing at any time. Yep. So I don't know. I bet I do know what it is. Do you want to just open it now? Well, I'll guess. <laughs> no, I want everyone else to guess because I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. I know what it is. And it okay. might it might get me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but please, please, Will Charles, I want you to take a guess. I will guess um, it is a piece formally attached to Sam. Okay. What? Right. 
it's my okay. ear. <laughs> there you go. How about it's your ear? Or his uh, dick in a box. Ooh. Um, I don't know, man. It's probably like, what is it? Freeze dried dog poop? Uh, no. <laughs> Sam, can, can I guess? Can I guess? And if I'm right, can you tell me? We can end the charade. Get, guess. You got me a pair of panties from sniffer.com. <laughs> Let's just open it up now. Is that what it is? Open it up. Okay. That's my guess. And like Ugh. I said, I'm going to get me a. Oh, God. Here we go. All right. I'm opening it up. It's in, t- it's in like like foil. The box is nice. I'm opening This is like space age material. Uh, oh, God. Here Can't we wait go. To see who it's from. Oh, no. It's in like a ring box. Yep. So there's a ring box inside that box, and you can open up the ring box. Okay. Something's going to pop out at me, isn't it? <laughs> I'm like nervous to open it. Up. Oh, my. What is it? Uh, can't believe I'm going to die on the show. <laughs> uh, Anthrax. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, this thing exists. All right, Holy you can describe it. Shit. I can't, did you put it in a ring box? Yes. Oh my god. I'll put it this way. It was not a pair of underwear from sniffer.com, which it, if it was, I would have been like, yo, respect, but I need to I need to you need to text my wife and tell tell her that you sent me this. Um Oh my god. I I don't even want to tell people what this is because it's so good it's legit it's legit it is a legit it is a legit lawrence the boombox goon lego piece what (laughs) i saw those when on that episode when i searched them oh Oh my god this comes from the the like official 1989 batman like lego set which really if you buy the set, it's like $350 or something completely absurd, but oh like there are God. people selling the individual pieces from it, and, and they have a Lawrence the Boombox Goon <laughs> figure, um, which is pretty dope. He's got a boombox and everything. Oh, my God. I'm, take, I'm taking a picture now. I have like My wife just yelled at me because I yelled and I swore, and she said, watch your mouth, because <laughs> I guess Wednesday's Holt said I, I ratted me out. Uh, nice. Damn. Oh, yes. Merry Christmas, Matt. Oh, my God. Sam, I, I'm going to vote for you no matter what for the rest of my life. Oh, my uh, God. Your other two have cards coming. I thought about getting Charles, or I'm sorry, I thought about getting Will a whole bunch of um, Slim Jims and ramen. But I was like, what a waste of everyone's time that would be. I mean, you know, it wouldn't go to waste. So Do you want to get me a big, sexy balloon or anything? <laughs> hey, Valentine's Day is right around the corner. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's a squeak on. Uh, my number five is Christmas with the Cranks. No, <laughs> I don't. I don't even give a shit about this show anymore. I'm so infatuated. With this. I don't give a fuck. You can say whatever. You can say I love Hitler a hundred times. I don't even notice. Uh, Christmas with the Cranks is that with? Uh, Who's that Allen. with? Is that with Tim, Tim Allen? That's Tim, with Tim, Tim Allen. Tim, Tim Allen and Jamie Lee Curtis and Dan Aykroyd's in this movie. Um, are you guys not familiar with this movie? I know well, I've I, seen I, it, I but I I don't remember it. Yeah, what was that? Uh, Will? Yeah, they. Um, so I I did see it a long time ago, whenever it came out, I think. But they they have like a neighborhood that's super into Christmas, but they don't really want to participate in it. Yeah, they want to take one year off of Christmas because they're they're 
daughter is going away to um uh it's some sort of like the peace corps i think and and so it's their first year like kind of alone they have no responsibilities and all they want to do is is tim allen wants to take uh his wife jamie lee curtis on a cruise and and skip christmas and skip all the traditions and all the presents and and everything like that um but there he gets like non-stop pushback from from everyone and uh it's one of those kind of circumstantial uh comedies where like you know everything goes wrong and kind of spirals and uh i don't know i think i think it's really funny it also features uh jamie lee curtis and a bikini uh, Ooh. oh she comes out of a tanning oh, yeah. bed you do love those handsome women babes <laughs> uh, oh yeah my god jamie lee curtis is still forget old babes this is on the list of babes uh will uh charles have you seen this movie i did when it like first came out I, th- mm-hmm. I haven't seen it since. <laughs> um, I mean, I think I think it's really funny. Uh, and Dan Aykroyd, um, it plays like the uh, how do you describe him? He's like the the leader of the street. He's like the, the <laughs> he's like the Christmas Nazi or whatever. Um, so he's kind of like needling like the, the Tim Allen and Jamie Lee Curtis needling their characters the the whole time to like celebrate Christmas and. Um, I don't know. I, th- I think it's. I think it's a great movie. They're like uh, basically, like uh, about a third of the movie, you know, in, in like they they realize that their their daughter is gonna come home for Christmas, and now they like suddenly have to try to celebrate Christmas, but like they they haven't done any preparation. Like they have no tree, they have no food. Like th- there's a whole scene where she has to like battle everyone in the supermarket to get a ham. Um, I think it's great. It's a. It's not a number one, but I think it's a respectable number five. Christmas with the cranks. I feel like there's a ton of respectable. There's so many. I, I, I mm-hmm. people are like, oh, you like Christmas movies? Like, yeah, yeah, I can name like a couple off the top of my head. But then when I thought about it, I was like, there's so there's so many, and they're mostly quality. Yep. Yeah, there. Are, this was this was one of the hardest lists for me to to make for sure. The, uh, what's uh, what's Kaylee's number five? Uh, Kaylee's number. F- Five is Santa Buddies Two, <laughs> which uh, which we talked briefly about last week. Uh, she has a little a little paragraph to go with this. Um, she says, "For the dirty little shelter dog named Tiny who sings Christmas Miracle, which makes me cry like a noob." Uh, fun fact: the top YouTube comment for the clip of the song is from Kelly Minecraft Master seventy eight seventeen, who says, "I love this song because it was beautiful, and I have the Christmas spirit." And then Kaylee says, "I agree, Kelly. I agree. I too have the Christmas spirit." <laughs> Santa buddies too. <laughs> you didn't think that movie was coming up twice in a in a row, did you? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, w- I want I want Will to be like that's my number one. <laughs> uh yes christmas miracle all right good good pick uh who's up next charles uh matt you can go all righty i will go my number five christmas movie is it's a christmas classic um because of its nature people don't realize they forget it it's a christmas movie but it is a classic nonetheless it is gremlins yeah so good Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Love mm-hmm. Gremlins. Uh, not exactly sure where that third movie is. Heard it was happening. <laughs> Heard it wasn't happening. Heard the original the original screenwriter is on board and already wrote the script. I heard mm-hmm. that they had already like had a director and they'd already decided that it was going to be all practical effects like the old one. 
And I think that was like nine years ago I heard that. And um, I don't know where, where it is, but I do love Gremlins. It's a great movie. I, I, I reference things as Mogwai's any chance I get. And I go, oh, what is it? I go, it's a Mogwai. I was like, oh, or, you know, just, I don't know. I, I like the lore of it. The movie's awesome. Gizmo's great. Uh, Spike's cool. Everything's great. Has, have you guys ever seen Gremlins? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Gizmo this... might be one of the cutest movie characters of all time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gizmo! <laughs> 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 this, I debated so much about putting this on, on my list or not because, like, yeah, I would also agree that it's a Christmas movie, but I was also ready for the pushback that this is like a Christmas Christmas adjacent movie. Um, oh, no. which I will I will not give the pushback on because I think it's a Christmas movie. Um, the whole and- the whole thing happens because the guy is looking for a present for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can't be more yes. Christmas movie esque. <laughs> um, and it also opens with um my favorite uh my favorite Christmas song, like modern Christmas song. That um, uh, was it called? Christmas baby, please come home. Christmas uh, bitch. <laughs> Christmas bitch. Um, no, like because it opens like with a snowy shot of like the town center, and then they they cut to the scene where they're they're shopping for trees or whatever. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's that's maybe my favorite uh like modern day Christmas song, and it opens with that, and it's yeah, that's it's, awesome. It's, Spielberg direct that movie. Did he pr- uh, no, he I'm sorry. It? Jo- yeah, Joe Dante directed that. That's that's right. It's yeah. Yeah. So that's that's my number five is Gremlins. Uh, my wife's number five is uh, the new animated Grinch. As she said, we've watched this pretty much every day since mid-November. So it might be Stockholm syndrome, but I really like this version. <laughs> Keenan Thompson literally plays a a Who version of himself. Uh, the big fat reindeer is too funny, and the music is fun. Special points for the seams. The theme song introducing Wednesday to the diss, you're a bad banana, <laughs> which she does throw out from time to time. And whenever it happens in the movie, she does laugh very heavily. <laughs> bad banana. That's <laughs> what she says. I've only ever seen this movie on in the background at people's houses. It is good. So I, um, I have also only seen it in the background for the most part, but then I actually sat down and watched it. It's good. It's cute. It's funny. The music's the music's fun. Um, it's good. It's a good. I I think it's weird that we have so many versions so fast all of a sudden, but um, yeah, it's it's great. So there yeah. you go. Very nice. Uh, who's up now, Will or you? I'll go. All right, I'll Charles. Go. We'll leave the other winner to go last. Um, main winner. <laughs> my uh my number five is uh elf yeah okay it's my uh it's my number one oh shit (laughs) i really didn't think oh it's will's number two this so you can i mean it's your number one so go ahead uh yeah i mean to me this is this is just like uh front to back the best christmas movie um period uh it's it's so funny it's modern enough where um you know it's got good good production value the story is classic um it's uh will farrell's great the character he he plays just such a an, an, an awesome character he's he's such a pure of heart character he never breaks he never he never questions it he just uh 
he's just like a true believer, which I think is so redeeming. The the scene that there's so many classic scenes in there. Uh, I never remember the the black store owner's name, um, but that dude's so funny. Um, Artie Lang's cameo always kills me. How would you like to be yeah. dead? Uh, <laughs> it's such a funny line. Um, it's just it's just such a it's such a like I said front to back. It's such a easy movie to watch. It's fun. Big laughs. It's very, you know, it's got the, the the romance in there. He gets the girl at the end. Uh, the family comes together. Has that nice re- re- redemption arc for James Caan. Um, where he's, I, I love that he's like, uh, hey, don't yell at my kid. He just like leaves. <laughs> like that's, that's all it is. Um, I like um, Andy Richter uh, in Kyle. Is that Kyle Gass? No. Who's who's the guy with the uh, uh, who who are the two guys that assist uh, James Conn in that movie? Is it maybe it's not Andy Richter? No, it. I think that's right. Yeah, it's the also guy from the, like uh, O Town, like Chris Farley's brother. Oh, it is Kyle Gass. Yeah. Is it Kyle? All right, cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm very I rarely good with names of people, but uh, um, they're. They're funny. <laughs> it's like his suggestion of like the book is like uh, anthropomorphic asparagus who's self conscious about the way his pee smells. Um, <laughs> friggin' uh, Peter Dinklage's character in there uh, is is great. It's so good. It, it's, it's it's I don't know. I just love the movie. That's that's all I got to say. To me, it's the best one. I watch it every. It's, it's like one of the only movies I will sit sit down and watch front to back. Yeah, for Christmas. Make, I'll make the time for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I do agree it is a fantastic movie. Maybe not the best because it is not my number one. Uh, but it's just, it's a great movie. Like you say, front to back. Will Ferrell in his prime. Uh, really, this movie was kind of an instant classic. It it didn't really lose a lot of steam uh, since it came out. And it's obviously super quotable. I mean, I... This movie gets played a lot in my house uh, year-round because my wife loves Christmas movies. Uh, and every time I see him put maple syrup on spaghetti, it fucking cracks me up. <laughs> Has anyone done that? No. no. Oh. I've been, I, you never know. I've been interested to try. I, th- I think whenever That's I think not- of... Whenever I think of Will Ferrell, I think of him from this movie. So when you see him like today, you're just shocked that he's suddenly aged, you know, 30 yes. years. Yeah. Drastically. Yeah. Dude, he's, <laughs> I, I saw a video of him. God, what was it even from? I don't know. Uh, oh, it was in the bar. Watched the Barbie movie, which he's in. Yep. It's crazy. The more and more he looks like George Bush. <laughs> George W. Bush, because he used to do George W. Bush on SNL. So, like, I'm like, he just looks so much like him at this point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he has big bushy eyebrows and stuff. Um, the other person that didn't get mentioned that's in this movie is really great, which is Bob Newhart. Yeah, oh, as yeah. Papa Elf, he's incredible in this. <laughs> but like as y'all said, it's it's an it was an instant Christmas classic. Uh, the only reason it went to my number five is because the other other movies on my list just hold a have a harder hold on like what I idolize as a Christmas movie. So that's the only that's the only reason I got put at five, and it got bumped several times. I'm like, oh yeah, this movie. Oh yeah, this movie. And I was like, son of a bitch. All right. 
Yeah, yeah this, this is maybe, mm-hmm. maybe the hardest list I've ever made. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, and I guess I, I have to give Jess's number five. Yes. Uh, Jess's number five is a fairly new one. It's a Netflix Christmas movie called Love Hard. Never um, seen it. Never seen it. It's actually um, it's a Christmas movie that stars Nina Dobrev and uh, what's his name? Jimmy O. Yang. You know those actors? Yeah. But oh, it, the whole Jimmy, basis yeah. is like he catfishes her online and then she goes to visit him and the whole thing is she ends up like falling in love with him over time oh, type thing. I have it's actually <laughs> It's actually not a bad movie. <laughs> it's it, it's actually it's shockingly watchable. Mm-hmm. They do a nice modern version of uh Baby It's Cold Outside. Yeah. Um so. that that uh the actor Jimmy O. Yang, he's in um the the show that I'm binging right now, uh, Silicon Valley. Has, have you guys seen that? Oh my yeah, that's where I was gonna say he's from that's the only nah, I've actually seen him in a couple other things. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> It's I love really, really silly. funny. <laughs> oh, great, great show! And he's always he's just chain smoking the whole thing, and like mm-hmm. uh, really playing into the the Chinese like tech scam, you know, stereotype. He's yeah. pretty funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, number five. Great, great. Uh, Will round us out. All right, bringing up the rear. Uh, my number five is I uh, might hit someone here: the National Lampoon Christmas Vacation. Which I just kind of saw for the first time this year. Well, wow. God. I, wow. I thought I was going to be the only one. I haven't seen it, and I was like, shit, I'm going to be the only one on this episode. At least you what? just saw it. <laughs> yeah. That is wild to me. <laughs> I know. It, uh, yeah. I, it should be wild to you. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, it, it didn't make my list, but it easily could have. Well, you know, uh, it. Everybody else listening is probably like, are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's really hard to, to you can't help but root for Clark because the lovable sad sack, he kind of reminds me of old Gil from The Simpsons in a sense. Mm-hmm. Come on, <laughs> old Gil needs this one. Come on. He's just trying to hold everything together for the holidays and everything's going against them. And, uh, you know, the, the most infamous or famous part is the, the Christmas lights and he's fucking with him and he's checking every bulb and he can't get him to work and it turns out it's just on the switch in the garage <laughs> so the, the wife flicks it and when it turns on it sends like a supernova of light through the neighbor's windows <laughs> it's just so <laughs> iconic uh, and back when Chevy Chase was really something <laughs> um, back when he was this, likable <laughs> right <laughs> uh, this also has um, alright so this this is weird uh, this has um, Will Will Hickey in it. He plays um, w- which one of it? It's one of their dads. It's so he's the guy who's like super old and, and with the cigar, who's like really yeah. super grizzled. Um, when when you see him in this movie, you're like, this dude's 150 years old. Um, he died when he was 69, and that was like what 10 years after this movie came out. Um, wow. so he, he's like not an old man in this movie, but he plays the oldest looking man I've ever seen. That's <laughs> does, for sure. that makes sense? <laughs> no, he definitely but, looked older than that in the movie. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, just one of those people where like, maybe they just like were born old looking. Um, but I think that's one of my favorite parts about, about this movie is the, um, all, all the parents that are there and like how they have to. To deal with them and um you know her, his his mom or whatever has like 
some like alzheimer's or dementia or something and she has no idea what's what's going on and she's yep. she's singing like a um uh, with the star spangled banner or whatever at some point <laughs> <laughs> and who can forget randy quaid uh before he went nuts and completely lost his mind uh, oh my gosh really i, I consider yeah. randy quaid like future matt uh, wait what <laughs> wow. i don't know if you guys have ever kept up right. with uh his current state of affairs but i believe he was um moved to exiled basically to canada <laughs> on warrants <laughs> and he's completely like right-wing nut job uh he's got like a video out there of him like dry humping his wife while she wears like a a mask of rupert murdoch oh, but it's just yeah. like a, they printed yeah. it on paper paper <laughs> I haven't yeah. done that lately. <laughs> but yeah, classic, classic Christmas movie. Um, you know, shitter's full. Come on. Yep. Yep. <laughs> the neighbors come out and they just, he gets a whiff of whatever he's doing and looks over and he's dumping his RV shit and piss waste into the storm drains. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wearing a nightgown, smoking a cigar first thing in the morning. <laughs> Perfect. Classic character. Oh, yeah uh cool all right and uh the ladies and my wife the lovely rosa her number five is klaus i think this is a newer oh Netflix yeah, movie. Movie. yeah i haven't mm-hmm. watched it i heard it was good oh you should definitely watch it yeah yeah it's a good I, movie okay all right klaus. uh sam <sighs> okay again this is the hardest list my number four is muppet christmas carol mm. son of a bitch <laughs> Why is I'm it sorry. On, on your list, Charles? <laughs> yeah, it's my number one. Hey, oh, yep. there you go. I mean, they're it's, good. It's, they're good. It's a deserving I mean, the, number one. Yeah. It's um when we first brought this up, I was like, well, I got my number one down already. It's it's Muppet Christmas Carol. Because this movie like, as the meme that's now going around is why was Michael Caine so deadly serious for this role? And I think it's because that's what makes this whole movie. Yes. And that he he was playing this as if he was gonna win an Oscar off of this thing. Yep. And then all <laughs> all the Muppets acting around him, which actually the uh my favorite one are the uh uh what's the old dude's playing the Marleys. Oh um God damn Statler, it. Statler Statler Waldorf. Statler and Waldorf do it yeah, yeah, playing the uh the Marleys. Those that's actually my favorite number, musical number from this, but like it's that and it being hosted by um, Gonzo and Rizzo the Rat. Mm-hmm. It's probably the best pairing you could have. I don't know. I have uh, I have not gotten around to my yearly watch of this movie yet. It's actually usually I get around Christmas Eve. Christmas is when I end up watching this thing. Mm-hmm. But it is just it's one of those like chef's kiss perfect movies. It's very yeah. good. Yeah, it's it's a real masterpiece. And and you know the first first movie to come up po- uh, post Jim Henson with the Muppets. Oh, right. This I is directed by, yeah, directed by Brian Henson, um, who also vo- voiced Kermit for this one. Um, so, so yeah, I think, I think it's one of those things where like Jim Henson dies and everyone's like, this can never be good again, you know? And then the very first thing that comes out is this like all time, <laughs> you know, yeah. classic, which is amazing. Um, and I don't know if Brian Henson actually wound up directing, he may have done Muppet Treasure Island or something after that, but you know, once, once it went away from, from him, then yeah, there was, there was a dark period for the Muppets there, but, um, <laughs> but no, you, you, you absolutely nailed, nailed it on the head with like Michael Caine just being the perfect straight man for this. 
um, just playing so deadly serious while all this goofy shit is happening around him. Um, it 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 kills me, and it's and it's got this great feel about it. I mean, like the, the Christmas Carol is like, is it like the most adapted story ever? I think it's if if it's not it's it's up there it's in that conversation like think about how many versions of this movie are out there I could imagine yeah this is by far the best one oh, um for sure I mean well, the, you can make any version the Muppets make any version the best version at this mm-hmm. point yep. yeah um yeah no I I think I think you said you know you you put it very very eloquently um this is just like a perfect a perfect movie it's it's very like you can you can have this on you know constantly in the background the entire month of december and not feel bad about it um but you can still sit down and watch it for the hundredth time you know like it's a movie oh, sure. and enjoy the shit out of it and and mm-hmm. find new things and new jokes and, and everything like that it's it's great no cheeses for us mises mm-hmm. <laughs> um did you know there did you see the short blooper reel they had from this movie Yes, I posted it in the one. but there's a, there's a. I didn't even know they existed until I came across an Instagram reel that there was apparently a blooper reel from this movie, and it's quite, it's quite good. Yeah, yeah Muppet bloopers are amazing. Um, I didn't know those were a thing. <laughs> I, I also, I also love the behind the scenes, like actually seeing how they pulled these certain shots off, because there's very little like you know CGI or anything like that in the movie because it was what 1990. Two, four. Does that sound right? I want to say it was two. Ninety-two. Yeah, yeah. Um, so just the fact that it's all practical and it just looks as good as it does, like it's, it's great. And this, this is prime, you know, Rizzo and Gonzo narration as well. They went on to do a number of different things like together as a duo, but this is this is the best version of them, I think. Yeah, it's great. Um, <laughs> come on in, know me better, man. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of good lines from it. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Kaylee's number four is um, Eight Crazy Nights. Um, oh. She says this is a Hanukkah movie. Uh, I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> is she is she trying to start some sort of holy war? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I can only go by what's written here. She says Adam Sandler original and a banger of a musical. She says, does it count? Question mark. <laughs> she says, I sing these songs all year round. My favorite line from the best song in the movie when Adam Sandler's character moves in with the adorable old man and his slightly mentally stunted sister, which is called Technical Foul. Um, and and the, the quote, do you know this, this song? If, if no. I make fun of you, if I make fun of your crazy feeties or give sugar cookies to Miss Diabetes. That's not only a technical foul, but possibly a homicide. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do the voice. I can't do it justice. Uh, and then she goes on to say, uh, also at the town's big holiday gala, the sister Eleanor stuffs her purse with bread from the table and says, Falada. Um, I've been moved to do so on so many occasions. Uh, never know when you'll need a few extra carbs that you can conveniently dig out from the bottom of your purse. There you go. There you go. Oh, what the fuck? Ah, uh, sorry, my buddy was calling me. Tell him okay. shit. You didn't want to answer it on the air. No, buddy, the elf. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's up? Me? It's you. Oh shit! 
Oh, shit. We are uh, number fours, right? Yep. Yes. Uh, all right. So this is a, another absolute classic and very iconic movie for me. This is like, uh, hit me right at the right time. But my number four is Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. <sighs> so good. Nice. Again, ones that got on the list and then moved off. These are all like I'm, on I'm surprised <laughs> it's not on other yeah. people's list. I really am. Um, man, talk about a great movie. It's got everything. It's got Macaulay Culkin. It's got, like, essentially just living it up as a kid. It's got our Lord and Savior Donald Trump makes a cameo. In it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, but it is. But he is in the movie, and it is very funny. Um, but Tim Curry, Tim, yeah, Tim Curry's in it uh, mm-hmm. again, playing a butler, just the same character from Clue. <laughs> um, and it's, you know, if right, I'll put it this way: if the the first movie came out, let's say two years ago, and then the second movie came out now. Jaded, cynical me would be like, "How does he get lost again? How does this even ha- like you know what I mean?" But like at yeah. the time, didn't bat an eye. I was like, "Of course, he gets lost every couple of years. That's his whole thing." Um, I, it, again, how, what does the dad do, and how much money is he worth to keep funding these fucking insane scenarios? Um, but the movie's got so. I think this movie took what was successful in the first movie. And leaned into it a bit harder. I think uh, I think two has better um, slapsticky scenes with the sticky bandits. Um, I think it introduces a whole other element of comic relief with the hotel staff. Um, it's got a great heartwarming story with the bird lady, and she was scary. She, yeah, when I was a kid, she was scary, but then she was sweet, and then she was very nice. Um, and yeah, it's just like uh it's just so it's so good. Macaulay Culkin I just I don't know. It's just he's he like he's such an icon of that time for people of our age. It's just like he was like the child star. It's like, oh man, I wish I was Macaulay Culkin getting lost in New York. <laughs> and how, how many Jackson stare at my butt? <laughs> oh no. Wait, <laughs> what? Two different directions. <laughs> Uh, he was good friends with Michael Jackson and, you know, all the shenanigans he got into. Macaulay Culkin's been a very big defender of Michael Jackson, actually. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, side note. Did anyone see this week's episode of SNL? No. Um, Maybe. I didn't watch it, but I did watch a clip of, they do this every year. If, if they did this, if this whole, sh- if SNL was only this, I'd watch it every week of Colin Jost and Michael Che writing jokes for each other. Oh, I did watch. It was great this week. And uh, so th- they do this every year where they'll they'll write jokes for each other that the other hasn't seen until the show, and they have to deliver them for the first time live on air. And it's always so fucking funny. Uh, but Colin Jost wrote one for Michael Che, and he was like, uh, "Oh, it was like I saw, uh, you know, like MJ the musical, which is taking you know Broadway by storm." Um, I saw it, and I had the same feeling as I did watching the MJ trial. Where Michael Jackson was amazing, but the kids weren't very believable. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's, just, oh, it's a good joke. Um, but yeah, Home Alone 2 lost in New York. You just, who doesn't want to just get a pizza and drive around New York City and just do whatever the fuck you want all the time? <laughs> yeah, who bought a talk boy because of this movie? 
I wanted one, but I never got Wish. one. What? Oh, I, I kind of forgot those existed. <laughs> Just oh, yeah. Now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I, I can't imagine how many talk boys this movie sold. Oh, my Aaron, God. Yeah. They're probably funded. So, yeah. It's so heavily featured in it. It can't, it can't possibly not have been, you know, like a tie in, you know, pr- promotion or something like that. Um, but it worked on me. I had one. Look. Record all sorts of shit. Didn't know you were a rich kid. only child here uh and uh mrs bistany has uh her number four is scrooged uh scrooged is a classic i could watch carol kane beat up bill murray all day uh this is the only movie i have ever purchased not rented on amazon prime yet matt somehow matt has not seen it boo matt which is true i have not seen it (laughs) yeah she is right boo matt (laughs) hey boo matt <laughs> I also like how she's like, oh, I bought it. Yeah. Okay. Whose cards attached to the Amazon account? Ah, ladies. <laughs> think, think of a card. It says Boo Matt Bistany. It does. But um, I heard it's good. I remember putting the DVD away when I worked at Blockbuster. So there's that. <laughs> That's something. <laughs> That's as close as you've come to it. Yep. Uh, but all right. Uh, who's up? Uh, me. All right, hit it. Um, my number four is How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Jim Carrey version. My number two. Oh, oh fuck. Well, you, got, you got one left, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm, all, I'm going upstairs. Let <laughs> you guys finish the episode. Um, ah, this movie's so fucking funny. Jim Carrey is absolutely incredible in it. Uh, is the character is is as the Grinch is so good. Um. To take what was like a, just a short little Dr. Seuss book and then a little cartoon and then to just develop this fucking so much more to the character of the Grinch. Um, the production on it is incredible. The fucking the, the background, the makeup is, is, is great. E- everything about this movie is fucking awesome, in my opinion. Um, it's I don't know. I, I can... If someone just made a supercut of only Jim Carrey scenes from that movie, I'd probably watch it once a day. Because that's how good it is. I love characters. I love character work. Jim Carrey is an absolute fucking master of it. And this is probably one of his one of his best, uh, you know, high concept character performances that he, of his entire career. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah this this movie. I didn't realize how many funny bits there are from this, and there's one that's just been killing me for some reason. Because again, it's popping up in reels, which is where he like comes out. He's trying on outfits, and he goes, "Ooh, ah, I'm not going." Out. It's just <laughs> his fucking comedic timing is re- like he was. It's a role he was born to do, and he just made it his own. It's on par of like Robin Williams doing the genie. Mm-hmm. Like they yeah. they made this whole role, and then also like. The the could you imagine trying to pitch like, hey, we're gonna do a live action The Grinch in year two thousand? I feel like even if you were to try to pitch that today, you're like, that's not gonna look good. You're gonna cover a man and right. prosthetics, <laughs> and it's gonna be believable. Yeah, it's fucking believable. Do um, you guys have the stats for how long it took him to put on the makeup every day? Something like six hours or something it, like that. Something absolutely stupid before he could even begin to work. Um, I think he had to undergo like uh, like hypnosis um, uh, just what? In, order to, in, in order to deal with like the extreme like 
claustrophobia and like uncomfortableness that comes with like being in heavy prosthetics for that long and not being able to move. It took, um, it says it took about eight and a half hours. Jesus. <laughs> a full work day of just sitting there. Before you can start your full work day. Yeah. <laughs> That's just crazy. Um, yeah. Then I remember at the time, uh, one of the care, one of the uh, what are the Whovilles, Whovians? The uh, Christine Berensky, I thought was a smoke show back in the day of the year two thousand. I don't know about y'all. Yep. Yeah. Is she the one that sings and, uh, "Where Are You, Christmas"? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the fact that Cindy Lou Who and Taylor Momsen are the same person. Do y'all know who Taylor Momsen is? The pretty reckless. Yeah. Yep. Front singer, the pretty reckless. Like the fact, I love. I'm still coming across friends who are just not realizing that. Uh, I've seen the pretty reckless. Me too. Yeah, I not. I'm. She opened up for. I went to go see Marilyn Manson. Uh, okay, that's a that's an appropriate opener. Um, I saw her. There was her own shows frontlining, but like small clubs, and I met her both times afterwards because they just hang out and they don't didn't have a lot of star power. Cool people. How was how was Marilyn Manson? And what year uh, was this? This is yes, this actually. was so this was his comeback, and this was also a very small tour. It was at the Hampton Ballroom Casino. Oh wow! Yes, that's Sweet. why I went because I'm not I'm not a big show guy. I mm. prefer not to go to those. Um, but I had never really seen Marilyn Manson because I was kind of young when I was into him. Um, but then he's coming around, and I was like, um, I, this is like like I said, this one he was like kind of a little bit of like on his come comeback. And the pictures I saw of him, I was like, oh, he's so fat. And my whole thing was like, I can't even see how fat he is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, like, I kept saying, because I, I went with my sister, and I kept, like, that's all I was talking about. I was like, man, I was like, you think he's going to be this fat when he comes out? Um, but he came out, and he, like, lost weight between, like, the, the picture I saw of him and, like, him coming on stage. I was like, ah, oh, this is really cool that he's here, but, like, he's just not as fat as I was hoping he was going to be. Um, <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Yeah, but it, it, that was that was cool. Um, it was cool to see him in that small venue. I was like, man, this is crazy. But he was good. Um, no complaints. Nice. Yeah, I saw him during the Hollywood tour. Was that... Um, what album was that? It wasn't Dope Show, obviously, right? That's the one right after that. Yes, um, okay. That's, that's when the, I, I fell off, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll do a top five Marilyn Manson podcast later. I'll do it. I, I, I think it's cool. <laughs> Uh, all right, cool. And the lady? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, her number four is also Pathogen's Soul Christmas, Jim Carrey. Oh, you guys should get married. <laughs> we should. That's a great idea, Matt. <laughs> I'll work. I'll get right on, I'll get right on that. All right. Uh, Will. Yes. Go. Uh, my number four, um, maybe not quite uh, the movie, that uh, a, long, a long film, uh, but it's a short movie, and it's called... Uh, Treevenge. Anybody heard of this? No. No? No. <laughs> Come on. All right. So if you haven't seen it, <laughs> tomorrow when you got like, uh, it's like 20 minutes, I think, long. It's, it's 16 minutes. This is not. We, we went <laughs> right <in the> <laughs> Look, the list was made. I couldn't undo it. It's written in stone. <laughs> We've just rambled off so many movies. <laughs> you were like, that is also my number four. <laughs> <laughs> Tree but, 
Much Revenge is great. Um, as you may guess by the name, it tells the dark side of the Christmas tree harvesting industry and um, kind of gives you the Christmas tree's perspective on things and how they exact their revenge on the humans that brutally um, murder them and remove them from their natural habitats. It's uh, full of really witty, clever uh, <laughs> bits uh, where the trees are killing all the humans. Uh, it's just super funny, uh, nice little digestible bite, and Christmas. Christmas. So just to, just to sum it up, your number four is a 16-minute long <laughs> can, can Canadian short film from 2008. Yes. Okay. Was, hey, I, it was I'm talking about moving through <laughs> It's a movie. <laughs> it's not a movie. Uh, movie is defined. A movie as, uh, is a motion picture. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm currently clicking through, and yes, you can tell this was made as a home movie. That's <laughs> awesome. Fantastic. I'll post it in the Discord tonight. <laughs> you can watch it on Vimeo. Yeah, it's out there. YouTube, Vimeo. It's got two hundred twenty-one thousand plays. And I'm one. 14 it's years, not that 14 many. years on. <laughs> it's been up for 14 years. How did you find this movie? I have to ask. I I saw it years and years ago, and then it, once in a while, Christmas time, it pops up, and I give it another little watch through. You watch it as a flip book. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, technically, that's also a motion picture. So. <laughs> Screw you guys. That's my number four. All right. <laughs> and a lady? Yep. And the lady's number four is a Christmas story. Uh, wanted to put it on my list. I have a lot of childhood attachment to it, but I did not. I also, I have almost no attachment to this movie. And I'm, every time I'm like, I've watched it, and I'm like, why is this considered like one of the best? I'm always confused by that. Because you're a little baby boy. You don't get it. I'm very young. I'm a very small child. Yes, I, I find that movie to be very like dissonant. Like it, it like just it irks me the, a weird way. Because you're you um, grew up in friggin' Asia. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I don't understand true. your takes. Um. All right, I have a hot take on that movie. Um. I like the sequel better. There's a the, sequel. The what? Christmas story. Was it called a Christmas story? story i believe is what it's called it came out last year why do you want everyone to hate you i a christmas story <laughs> christmas thank oh, you okay this was like Ralphie a tv special wasn't it no i mean this uh, oh this was like a direct to netflix or something um uh direct to oh. hbo max and it is uh what is it nine what's 90 minutes minus 16 minutes it's uh, that much 70. longer than tree vent <laughs> oh <laughs> not as good <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a great um, movie. A Christmas story is awesome. No, the, the second, the sequel. No, I know. That's not. No, that, that's not what your, your wife picked. Right. Right. Yeah, the original not here is to defend it. Right. I'll defend it. It's good. When the, the whole twenty four hours of a Christmas story was such like a iconic time for me growing up, it was just like that was when you knew Christmas was right around the corner. Because on Christmas Eve they would play it for twenty four hours on TBS. It was awesome. Yep. So no one's seen a Christmas story Christmas. Why do I need no 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 one's ever seen okay. that? <laughs> Listen, it is much better than it has any right to be. It it stars the same actor that played Ralphie grown up. 
Um, and it's really it's it's pretty good. I'm sure it's, it's, it's I'm good. sure it's good. I'm sure it's good. <laughs> Do, <laughs> l- l- ch- listen, chime in in the Discord if you've seen this movie and that it exceeded your expectations. But you said, and if you think it's better than the original, yes, yeah. let me know. Fools, <laughs> all of you. Uh, Sam, you're up. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, my number three is the Santa Claus. <sighs> just missed me. I know. I just, I just went through the rest of Matt's list. I'm sorry. No, number three. no, oh. no. I, I. This was oh. a hard one. I love mm-hmm. the Santa Claus. I love mm-hmm. it, but I didn't have it on my list because I wanted something else a little bit more. Okay. All right. Is this on no one else's list? No, nope. this was one of those I purposely avoided because I figured it was going to be on someone's list, and I was like, you know, what? I, it just doesn't need to get in there. Could have been a five, but I am more of a fan of the Santa Claus two, but the Santa Claus one is also very good. <laughs> this this movie has like a, and 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 it's funny because we had a we had a private a group chat earlier where I shit all over Tim Allen, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. um but I mean, two of his movies are on on my list, and this is another one of those movies that I think just like really like it's got just a great like feel to it, um, you know, and so many like iconic scenes, like, especially just him with his kid at the Denny's, um, is like the first thing I think about when I think about this movie. How he you know he he screws up the turkey, and then he's like, "Do you like Denny's?" And then he's and he's at the Denny's having Christmas dinner with his kid, and then he looks over and and there's another dad with like burnt hands, you know, who's like also screwed up a turkey <laughs> or something. I think that's such a great joke. Um, and uh, yeah, there's a uh, there's little little Easter eggs throughout this movie, like the fact that like the elves are kind of like extras in the movie. You know, and they were just kind of in the background. You kind of see them all around. Um, the uh, the scene t- towards the end where he's finally in full Santa mode and he's he's coming down the uh, t- to the sleigh and he's like kind of strutting to ZZ Top. I also think of Riot. Um, and uh, I don't know. Judge Reinhold's in this movie. That's always a plus. Yeah, it's great. Like I, like I said, I have such an affinity for the second one. I've seen it so many times. The first one I've only seen a couple times. So I don't have like as much to jump into. Yeah, I think with my when I when I watched the second one for the first time, I was shocked by how much I hated the way his son looked. <laughs> he looks like an asshole. I don't know what to say. <laughs> that's that's the whole deal with that second movie is that like his his son is kind of a dickhead, right? Uh, yeah, he's like uh, angsty because he wants he can't tell everyone that his dad is Santa, and he's just like, "Oh, I'm a teenager." Um, yeah, but he was so sweet in the first movie. Yeah, and then he grew up to be a bad boy. <laughs> um, there's a joke in the original version of this movie. I'm remembering this now that they they definitely took out of the uh, like the Disney re-releases. And I'd forget the context of this joke. Someone's got to fill me in on it. But um, he's he's making fun of someone, and, uh, and he refers to them like, "Oh, what's their number? Like one eight hundred. And then he like li- lists an actual number for like a like a sex hotline. Um, does anyone remember this joke from like the theatrical <laughs> release of this movie? No. <clears throat> no. No. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I'm alone in that one. But I think you can Google it. Uh, and the uh, find find the outtakes in the non Disney Disney sized version, because um, if I uh, if I recall, it the, it got taken out because it was a real number. 
All right. That's all I have to say about that. Um, Kaylee's number three uh, is also Christmas oh. with the Cranks. <laughs> oh, there you go. Hold on, uh, Sam. It was uh, 1-800-SPANK-ME. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for looking that up. <laughs> I forget the context in which he brings that up, but I do remember it existing and then suddenly not existing. Uh, at Kaylee's number three, Christmas of the Crank. She says, Jamie Lee Curtis reigns supreme while Tim, Tim Allen is a giant dickbag who went to prison for drug trafficking in 1978 and should have stayed there. She said, however, the movie still stands. I watch it every single year and just wanted to give everyone in it a hug. Very nice. You and your wife need to have it out. <laughs> okay, I'm in tired of way? it. You need to have it out with Everyone else said Tim Allen is a good man. <laughs> he, did, he did do drug trafficking back in the 80s. Who hasn't? <laughs> yeah, well, I'll give you that he's a shitbag, but only because he got less jail time because he snitched on everyone. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's the only reason snitch. he didn't get life, life in jail. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was the whole thing in like in Detroit. Like that very year, I think they they changed the law, and it was like if you are trafficking like exactly this amount of drugs or more, it's like immediate life in prison. And he was then busted with precisely the minimum amount to qualify for that. Um, but uh, yeah, um, find find me one one person saying that they met Tim Allen and he was great. And um, while you do that, I'll just be I'll just be sitting here. Okay, I'll uh, everyone just wait for me. Uh, Making some calls. My number three. Uh, my number three, and is also the last movie on my list. <laughs> um, and you know what? It's so apropos that Sam got me that excellent, excellent Lego figure from uh, the original Batman because my number three is Batman Returns. Thank you very much. Yep. Oh, it's so good. I love Batman Returns. It's probably one of my favorites. Out of, no, no, no. Let me rephrase that. It's my favorite outside of the Nolan movies. Um, takes place during Christmas. The Red Triangle Gang busts out at the Christmas parade. It fucking rules. Um, that's probably about as Christmassy as it gets for the movie. Um, but it's a Christmas movie. Um yeah, I, man, I love it. The Danny DeVito is an awesome penguin. Michelle Pfeiffer, hachi machi wow wow, uh, as Catwoman is is very good. Um, you know what I like doing? I've been doing a lot lately is YouTubing, like uh, like behind the scenes footage of like filming, you know, kind of famous scenes. Super interesting because um, it's like especially scenes of movies that you very much enjoy because you remember them so vividly, and then you watch like the shot that made it into the film. You are like. I know what the end version looks like, and that's pretty crazy because it's like so far away from what this looks like. Um, but the, there's a scene with uh, Catwoman just like cracking the whip, and they were like, <laughs> they were originally going to just like CGI the whip cracks, but she was kind of like, no, I can do it. Um, and then she just like nailed it. Um, Damn. <laughs> yeah. And uh, no, it's great. It's great. Anyone, any thoughts on uh, Batman Returns? I haven't seen it in a very long time. Oh, it's, it's one so of those good. movies like, I really need to rewatch this thing. And then, you know, it just kind of slips through the cracks. But like, this was definitely the movie that got me into Batman as a kid, for sure. Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. was Batman, Batman uh, Returns. Yeah. Forever? 
But I, this is where I get fucked up. <laughs> yeah, forever is a different forever story. Was the comic forever bookie, is the, yeah. Right? <laughs> oh, what? Well, comic bookie who's you know bright colors and shit. Uh, that is Batman and Robin. Oh, Batman Forever is the Val Kilmer one. Excuse mm-hmm. me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah. Batman Returns is definitely like, and that's the quintessential Batmobile. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, uh, yeah, best Batmobile. Yep. Uh, and my wife's number three uh, says an underrated Christmas movie uh, and rom com, Just Friends. Uh, Anna Faris slays, pun intended, as the crazy stalker girlfriend, and she has the greatest earmuffs. Uh, this movie probably didn't get probably didn't age well, but I think it's great, especially because Ryan Reynolds is uh, in a fat suit. Uh, reminds me. Of that picture that just posts on Matt's Facebook of when he was in a band. <laughs> and my wife says wearing a ball chain necklace, but the photo itself will prove that I am not wearing a ball chain necklace. That day. That, that, <laughs> that particular day. photo. <laughs> From that angle. Oh, um, uh, boy. Yeah, so there's that. See, that's what I'm saying. Those are movies that aren't going to be on our list at all. Maybe somebody loves them. They're not. Yeah. Uh, Anna, Anna Ferris, I'll watch this now. Yeah, she's got a she's got a couple holes I'd like to see, if you know what I mean. I just Very searched it, and the photo the photo is strikingly similar. To <laughs> <laughs> I know we both listen, and we both became very handsome. Um, <laughs> That's true. The uh, all right, Charles, you're up. Number three. Uh, my number three is uh, Jingle All the Way. Oh, oh, that is my number two. With Ooh, oh, stealing. Damn. There you go. Yep. Um, dude, I'm just a sucker for anything that Arnold Schwarzenegger is in. And uh, this is. 90s? The, oh, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. This is like prime, like good guy, family friendly Arnold's movie time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and Sinbad is just the perfect, you know, foil for him in this. But, uh, you know, it's it's incredibly cast. Phil Hartman is in this, and and my God, um, what what like a <laughs> what a piece of shit his character is. It's he's incredible. <laughs> he's like a great piece of shit. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, your wife's cookies. <laughs> um, this this movie's great. Um, you know the the Turbo Man. Uh, I think this is like a. So, something that especially in the 90s i think a, a lot of people could really um they could uh get get on board with like trying to find that one particular toy i remember i think it could have even been the same year trying to get a furby <laughs> furby or like tickle a me elmo, tickle me elmo Power yep. ranger shit like all yep. of it yeah, the megazord was one. Oh yeah mm-hmm. um yeah no uh, charles go ahead go ahead and take this this, this movie's great I mean, yeah, you, you kind of nailed it. It's like, it is. What the fuck did I do wrong? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it pulls out the uh, the quote I like to pull out at random times, which is, I know you, your booster. That, I don't know why. <laughs> That's just a fun thing to say for no reason. Um, mm-hmm. But also, I think the one thing, this, it's a good movie, but it, doesn't age very well like especially certain circumstances that happen in there like Sinbad calls a bomb threat on a radio station and then there's he, an actual bomb he did <laughs> what needed to be done they're done just to get the toy giveaway like it is a crazy circumstance but like no we're getting this toy and I'm bombing this place um, 
but yeah, you hit it like Phil Hartman in this movie is really great. Um, I mean, yeah, you hit all the shit I was going to talk about, man. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Right. Uh, no, it's a great movie. <laughs> it's so, it's so much fun. And um, yeah, there's, there's a bunch of, uh, a bunch of quotes from this. Uh, I always like the one where he, um, <laughs> where he loses the, uh, the, the, the ball or whatever in the ball pit and the little girl gets it. And then it's this Arnold oh. crawling through a ball pit <laughs> going, what about, what what's the, I forget what exactly what he says, but they're like, oh, I can trade you for this shiny red ball. <laughs> and then like, then he gets beat by a bunch of women with purses. <laughs> I feel, uh, I remember the last time I watched this, he travels all over the place to find this. And it's not just like, he's going like the next city or town over. He's going like BRB. states over. Hmm? Is, it, is this going <laughs> to happen every week now? Is he just testing to see what we're doing? <laughs> I, you know, I thought about I thought about preparing something for for exactly this moment when it happened, but I was like, no, no way, yeah. it's going to happen every single week. No, um, but here we are. Week. Uh, good thing <laughs> well, I had a lot of shit going on this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got more stuff to fill us in on? Uh, sure. Have you all seen the Barbie movie? <laughs> I no, have. I got to see that. It's currently on the mat. It's currently on Max. Um, really good movie as well. <laughs> I was fully prepared to not like this movie because like everyone was like, oh, whenever there's a movie and everyone's raving about it, I'm usually going to go in and be like, this is not going to be good. Um, no, it was great. Margot Robbie's really good in it. Um, what's his name? Ryan. Uh, uh, the guy who plays Gosling. Gosling. Mm. Again, why do we keep having such good looking people who have great comedic timing? We can't keep letting this happen. That someone that hot is just walking around and also funny at the same time. Um, <laughs> he's really good as Ken. The the I was fully thinking this was going to be like a girls' rights movie, and it's actually just really good for individualism in general to be your own person and not just like what people make you out to be type thing. It's it's a really good movie. It is. It's it's good. It's got a good message behind it without like beating you over the head with like. Oh yeah, um, you know woke woke ism or or whatever. Um, mm. Plus, plus there's a cameo of John Cena as a uh, merman. Oh my god, <laughs> that sounds hot. I, I that was like one of the like laughs I had the hardest during that movie because I wasn't expecting it. He just fucking appears. You're <laughs> just like, oh my god, <laughs> John Cena, um, mm-hmm. and he's only around one other shot after that, and he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> but, but he the, makes the uh, most out of those shots he does i mean that's how we should use people like that they should only show up for like a brief second and then they're gone mm-hmm. um but that and the um their whole musical number at the end was incredible all the musical numbers are incredible i can see this movie end up like winning probably some some not maybe like one or two oscars and yeah, i could see like be best like original technical. screenplay or something screenplay and then like one of the songs i would say the uh even though she's not she's controversial now like lizzo's song that changes day to day with them is pretty great Mm -hmm. so your number uh, three is uh the barbie movie my number three is the barbie movie yeah Uh, (laughs) i can move on to jeff's number three is uh i'm up at christmas carol so yeah not a not a number one but a three Higher than higher than four. 
what well let's hang on let's yeah. not gla uh, gloss over will's statement just just now can can I you, you state that clearly for the record super duper fans and all that well, I, i'm not a super I try. fan but <laughs> i've seen them it just doesn't do it for me what doesn't do it for you is it because you can't the muppets the themselves i'd rather just i don't know whoever's got their hand up their ass i'd rather see them do it oh, so you prefer you the version you prefer the the Christmas Carol version that stars Henry Winkler, <laughs> <laughs> which also exists. I don't know. No, Muppets just aren't my thing. I don't like Jeff Dunham either. Hold that, no, well, hold yeah, on. those are those two are two the same thing. No, it's not. Charles. No, it's not it's the, the same, same fucking thing. thing. It's not the same thing. You wait until Mac gets on. <laughs> they are not the same. Is it because you can't do the voices? Because I like walking around and doing the voices. I they don't care to. I bet I could do them yeah. awesomely though. Yeah, hit hit us with a uh, the easy one, a Swedish chef. Get <laughs> it? Better than BWKs? For <laughs> <laughs> sure. I should have just butchered it. The yeah, only ones I really is, uh, dig are Statler and Waldorf. Do a Statler? You got a Statler and Waldorf? Oh, I don't know any of the jokes, but <laughs> it's the same as the Swedish chef. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> um, did you? So, what have you tried, and then you just didn't get into it? Um, I don't or know. I guess the Christmas the is probably show. the one I've seen the most. Christmas Carol. Um, yeah. Did you see the one with uh, what's his name from uh, I Love You, Man? Steve, uh, Jason Siegel. He wrote like the Muppets. No. What was that? Two thousand. 10? Yeah, that sounds right. Um, yeah, that movie. Maybe. That movie's great. And then the sequel, Muppets Most Wanted, is like severely underrated. It's really, really funny. That's what I've heard, and I actually still haven't seen it. And I have. Oh. It's on Disney Plus, and I still haven't gotten around to it. Oh my god! I I I had like the absolute pleasure of seeing that in the movie theater, and it completely other other than me and Kaylee, just a completely empty theater. Um, oh. just one of those rare occasions where that happens, and uh. Oh my god, one of the best movie-going experiences ever for, for that reason alone. Did you pull the uh, old hole-in-the-popcorn trick? <laughs> the, uh, the old, uh, the old, the, the, the wet fozzy, the, uh, the old, <laughs> the, wet. Not the, old the old goopy gonzo, the, the old, old buttery knob. <laughs> I'm back. Where are we? Speaking of the old Goopy Gonzo. Gonzo. What the fuck does that yeah. mean? <laughs> you tell us. I had to get I had to get um, diapies in the car. I forgot to bring them in. Oh. Uh, yeah, we were uh, just going over Will doesn't Will doesn't like Muppets. <laughs> well, what? Yeah. <laughs> what a fucking doesn't... what are you, Hitler? <laughs> Essentially, I guess. <laughs> Jesus. He we did find out he does a better Swedish chef than BWK, so there you go. Oh, the fucking, that's, I think a dead corpse does a better Swedish chef than that guy. <laughs> Kick it around. Just... <laughs> uh, sweet. Uh, who, who's uh, up? Who's up? So I think that's Will. me now. Number three. Yeah. Um, my number three is Billy Bob in Bad Santa. Nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This almost made my uh, list. Yeah, it's you know it's a super fucking funny movie. Billy Bob Thornton obviously is is great in it. Uh, he's just born to play that type of role. Um, but the little kid in the movie really kind of stole the show. Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Thurman just Merman, that, Thurman fucking Merman, the perfect name. 
<laughs> sounds like a name off one of Sam's list. <laughs> but he just had this the most pathetic fucking blank stare. And, you know, Billy Bob's speaking mostly in uh, sarcasm. And it just hits this kid like a brick wall and goes right through him. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck is wrong with you, kid? Are you fucking with me? <laughs> Are you fucking with me? <laughs> it's so good. Such a, a great cast of, uh, of a movie, too. Um, Bernie Mac in there. Uh, fucking, I don't know the midget guy's name, but he was awesome. I don't either. The what? The his assistant, <laughs> the the midget. Yeah, the he's trying to get steel. us canceled. <laughs> what from midgets? Jeez, <laughs> Charles, fucking untie the corset he's, a bit. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's the same actor from uh, me, myself, and Irene. That like, yeah, you know, yes. like gets, gets Jim Carrey's wife pregnant with three giant black children. <laughs> yes, that is very funny. It's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> uh, now, did you did you ever see Badder Santa? The just it's what? just like the unrated version. Oh, oh. I thought this was um, a sequel. I don't know, but the sequel was pretty good too. The sequel there's was a, pretty good. There's a sequel to Bad Santa. <laughs> yeah. Bad Santa too. Oh, well, didn't know that. Bless hmm. me. Bless you. Um, <laughs> thank you. Uh, the, the yeah you should you should go out of your way to watch the bad or santa version because it's just like there's just so much more swearing in it that it's that it just makes it that much funnier i think to me i'm usually not a fan of swearing just for swearing's sake but in this movie i think with the juxtaposition of santa claus and also the thurman merman character i think it works <laughs> tony cox is the, the midget's name by the way a little person <laughs> whatever they got it called Jeez. <laughs> Listen, my, my grandmother was a midget and she, she grew up calling herself a midget. That's the vernacular I was uh, All right. raised I'm with. I'm taking that with <laughs> me for life now. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> hey, my, my cousin Yvonne Bistany is a midget and she was in The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> oh, famously, well, yeah. Well, she, what's she done recently? Uh, died. <laughs> oh, yikes. <laughs> I think she died in like 1974 or something like that. Yeah, that the, sounds uh, right. Yeah, <laughs> she uh, littlest littlest ballerina in the Lullaby League. It's my cousin Yvonne Bistany. <laughs> Look it up. She's got an IMDb. <clears throat> um. All right. Cool. So that was Will. No, was it Will? Yeah. Yes. 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 Uh, the, uh, Sam. 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 Hold on. What's uh? What's Will's? Oh yeah. What's the lady? Pick? Uh, Rose's number three is Elf. Good, good nice. pick. Good. Uh, good. Sam, <laughs> is this number ones. Um, no, because um, your wait, your number two got picked because we should be on my two. number two got picked. Yeah. All right, okay, then skip right, you, right. then skip yep. you, yep. skip me. Go yep. back to Charles. Is your number two available? Yeah. Well, uh, what was Kaylee's number two? <laughs> oh yeah, it was what? Well, yeah, true. What's, oh. what's Kaylee's number two? Yep. Thank, thank, good, good call. Um, Kaylee's number two is also the Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, uh, her, her her quick thing on it uh the most superior retelling of charles dickens classic story kermit's nephew robin as tiny tim she says forget it she says i <laughs> melt the rats who work for scrooge deserve an oscar also oh, michael kine michael michael <laughs> kine this is michael kine uh all right megan's number two also what's a christmas movie list without a muppet christmas carol Mm -hmm. And she says, listen to this, 
I mean, Michael Caine and Rizzo the Rat give Oscar-worthy performances. <laughs> they do. <laughs> and she says, and there is no better line than no cheeses for us, Mises. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Let's get a point. All right. Um, my number two is uh, previously mentioned on the uh, Mrs. Lists. It is Klaus. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, Go yeah. for it. Uh, this is... So I was introduced introduced to this movie from um, my fiance last year, and I watched it. And uh, it was one of those things where she's like, "You're probably gonna cry watching this movie," and I fucking did. <laughs> like, <laughs> yep. Um, this movie's on Netflix. It's a. I ignored it because I was like, "I'm not gonna watch an like I'm not gonna watch an animated Christmas movie." And it's actually really fucking good. It's well, a really the Muppets good movie. are fun. Uh, yeah, man, come on. <laughs> you're gonna so, catch heat. From, you're gonna catch heat from the fuck bus. I know. I tried to stay quiet when you guys talked about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like, if you haven't seen this movie, the whole premise is that um, it's a guy who gets sent up to the northern parts in a town that hates each other and uh, ends up tricking them to get along by having a guy who lives off in the woods, help him make toys. And uh, eventually it kind of evolves into the idea of Christmas itself. It's actually really like, it's a magical movie. I would say like, it fills you with that like festive feeling. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of hard to explain that. And also JK Simmons voices Klaus, who is Santa Claus of the movie. So oh, he's great. Yeah. It's got a stellar cast in it. Norm Macdonald's in it. Uh, Rashida Jones, Jason Schwartzman, Joan Cusack. Really? Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's worth watching. Just for Norm. Yeah. Same. And you can tell it's Norm MacDonald right when he starts talking. So (laughs) it's like, oh, shit, Norm MacDonald's in this movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. uh, Christmas, right? Yeah. (laughs) It's a good Norm. Yeah. It's it's definitely worth a watch. Uh, Uh,. Cool. There you go. Uh, all right. Right. Oh, what's uh, what's right. the lady? The lady? Uh, Christmas Vacation. Very she good. She has seen this movie, and I have not. And she quotes this several times, all the time. <laughs> Probably more than so, you know. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> I just know the standard like quotes from it. But yeah. Uh, Will. All right. All right. Number uh, my number two is Elf. So my number one. Um, oh, that, also oh. was was touched on. Or yeah. Well, what's, Should I just uh, go for one? No, no, no. What's uh what's your what's your ladies? What's your ladies? Number oh, two. The number two for the lady. Uh Home Alone. Original. Perfect. Yeah, original. Oh. Sam, you have you have a number one? I, I do have a number one. All right, so Sam, you're up with the number one then. Shit. Yeah. Um okay. Uh this this is where I might get shit because my number one is a pretty new movie and there are so many like classic movies on, on these lists, but I think that this movie does the best job in in my like adult life of capturing the feeling of the Christmas movies that I grew up with, um, and that is Eight Bit Christmas. Eight Bit Christmas. I saw this when I was making mine. Looks cool. I have not heard of this. Oh, no one's seen this. Okay. Um, it all right. It definitely has a very much like a Christmas story type of vibe to it. 
um, but it takes place in the 80s, and the gift that the, the kid really, really wants is a regular Nintendo when it first comes out. Um, so so it, it hits on all those nostalgia things for, you know, people exactly of, of our vintage. Um, but it's uh, but but it's not just like a it's not just like a soulless grab for like nostalgia points. Like it actually like the movie has like a lot of really great, um, you know, co- comedic scenes. It, it, it hits on like a really emotional level. You know, at, at one point there are some like deeper uh, parts of the story like that stars Neil Patrick Harris. Um, you know, he's retelling the story to, uh, you know, to his daughter um, about, you know, himself growing up in the 80s and, and trying to get this regular Nintendo. And um, yeah, it's, I, I watched it with, you know, low expectations. I was like, cool, I'm into Nintendo stuff. Like, let's watch it and then just, you know, for shits or whatever. And then I was like, wow, that like, it feels like a classic Christmas movie. Like it belongs with all of these movies that I love from the 80s and 90s and that sort of thing. So uh, 8-Bit Christmas is my number one. Hmm. Nice. I'll have to check it out. Please do. Nothing uh, to say about it. <laughs> I know. I'm I'm shocked no one's seen it. Um, but uh, but yeah, if you're looking for something new to watch this year, because again, it's only like a year old. Um, fucking go for it. Put it on. It's great. There you go. Uh, and then Kaylee's number one. So um, so this one probably would have been my number one as well if I wasn't being such a stickler for like you know like a full length movie sort of thing. Um, because mm-hmm. this is more technically a special. Um, but it, it would have been my number one as well, because we do watch this many times a year. Like the second that, you know, Thanksgiving's over, like, well, time to put this on. Uh, and that's a Muppet Family Christmas. Okay. Yeah. This is why when you asked about it, I was like, this could be, this could be the reason why. Yeah. Um, and she says, uh, there's nothing on earth that makes me feel more feelings than the home video they watch in Fozzie's mom's farmhouse of the Muppets as babies. She says, I scream with delight and then watch out for the icy patch plus bonus fraggles. Um, yeah, this is, this is such a special, special, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, and the best way to watch this, by the way, is, um, if you, uh, if you go to YouTube and you search for a Muppet Family Christmas, um, you can find, there's like, here's like the 1080p remaster or or whatever, and it looks good, but if you find the shittier, lower quality version that contains all of the original commercials from the 80s. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. It's fucking great. Muppet Family Christmas. Yes. broadcast with ads with ads yes um yeah. bec- and, and it's like why would i want this with ads you want this with ads um because <laughs> you'll get like the fucking teddy ruxpin you know original oh, ad or like the whatever the like cal doors um all, all this shit and it's and it's just it's perfect and it's like it just brings you right back to where you were as a kid when all this stuff was you know on on the air and um yeah no it's a uh, it's an excellent number one from Kaylee. I wonder if she will take this week's voting um, with such a strong number one, Muppet Family Christmas. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Megan. Uh, yeah, not not even me. I'm yeah. I'm very much done. <laughs> uh, my number one, not my number one, my wife's number one. Uh, she says, call me predictable or basic, but Elf is the best Christmas yeah. movie. Uh, good thing yeah. I married her. Uh, not only is it quotable, heartwarming, and funny, but it has really, uh, really great backstory. Uh, you can check out on the movies that made us on Netflix. That is true. 
Um, it captures the holiday spirit and is a great watch for the whole family. And she said, thanks for letting me participate, boys. And Matt, read this in your best narwhal, narwhal voice. Uh, <clears throat> Bye, buddy. Hope you find oh. your dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's great. Uh, Sam, you sound like you want to interject about the movies that made us. Oh yeah, well I was gonna I was gonna say like uh, if if there's if there's anything that that can just like add you know more value to to one of these movies that's on the list is like a great documentary on them and the movies that made us has not only um, Elf but it also has Home Alone on yep. which was on uh-huh. someone's list uh, Rosa's list yeah um, yes yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah my God they, they, you can't make a better documentary than than you know the series that they do. Yeah, that's very good. Uh, Charles. Yeah. Um, numero uno. My number one was a Christmas Muppets Christmas Carol. Uh, so that's right. Jeff's so, number one is Klaus. Oh, <laughs> Klaus Schwab and, and the WEF. Yeah. yeah. So me and her list is very close, except for two movies. <laughs> Kiss. Yeah, Kiss. <laughs> Kiss. Kiss. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, Will, it's just you. I don't, I'm very interested to see what your number one is. My number yeah, one Will's- is uh, uh, Jingle All the Way. Oh, shit. Uh, all right. <laughs> Swing and a miss. Um, we did touch on mine already, and I had to bite my tongue because you guys were hating on it. Uh, but Christmas Story. <laughs> no, I like it. Oh. Yeah, no, I know you, Matt, you have good taste. Thank you. Um, <laughs> this is. <laughs> It's truly a feat of amazement, this movie. Uh, it so perfectly captures the holiday, you know, middle America, and it transcends generations. It's still outstandingly relatable today. Um, you know, the, all the things that the family goes through, you know, the toy of the year, whatever that may be, the kid has to have. Uh, the dad trying to just keep the chaos together. The hopeless mom just trying to not cry. Um, kid dealing with the bullies. I, I love this movie. I watched it, and like you said, Matt, back in 97, um, you did misspeak. It was on TNT. They started airing it 24 hours. Um, they now do both channels, which is silly to me. But, uh, <laughs> a little much. <clears throat> I really think that 24-hour thing is what cemented this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, and everybody, it, it was ingrained. Um, but now it's, it's seared. It's definitely my number one, uh, my favorite Christmas movie. I make the time to watch through it, whether it's joining in the middle and you know, watching the loop at least once a year. There's there's something so iconic about the tonality of the voiceover from that movie. Yeah, It's just like, to me, that is like screams Christmas, like maybe more so than any, any other isolated anything in any movie. Just the, just the, uh, I, I don't know. You can't even do it. It's just like, you know, um, and then, and then it was like the, you know, drink my oval team. It's like, I don't know, you can't do it. It's just, it's impossible. It's so good. <laughs> a crummy commercial. <laughs> but yeah, the narrator's voice was was untouchable. It, it really came off like a um, a radio show, yes. an old-timey radio show. Uh, it was that kind of style. Uh, but the voice was perfect. Uh, one of my favorite lines in the movie is when uh, the kid breaks the leg lamp and the dad just boils over with anger. And he couldn't muster like any coherent word, and he just goes, "Not a finger." <laughs> <laughs> uh, that I uh, love the dogs that run through the kitchen. 
There's <laughs> yeah, so many. So it's such chaos. And you know what's crazy? It's like, I can feel how cold it is in that house. You yes. know what I mean? It's it just, is so uh, cold. Oh my God. Um, <clears throat> or like when uh, he's like fantasizing about his mom feeling bad about making him eat soaps because he's blind. <laughs> what 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 did it to you so poisoning (laughs) and it all comes nicely together when he actually shoots his eye out yep (laughs) so good such a well-constructed movie and um come to find out it was kind of pulled from a book called in god we trust all others pay cash oh yeah yeah Hmm. well you learn something new every day that's a great pick yeah, I, I I know it's like very widely regarded as like an all time classic movie. It just makes yeah. me so uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> I don't uh, know why. So here's one for you, Matt. Whenever you hear the the uh, Christmas song "Tis the Season to Be Jolly," you hear it in this movie's in- impression of the Chinese food restaurant. And that's such a that's such like a heartwarming scene too, because they finally just like settle on like, you know what? Nothing matters as long as like, you know, the classic, like as long as we're together, Christmas is wherever we are, and it's like, great. <laughs> then they chop the duck's head off. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I love it. Uh and the wife, number number uh, number one. And the wife's number one was the Jim Carrey version of the Grinch. <laughs> great. Fabulous. Uh, awesome. Uh, do we have any fun butt lists? Oh boy, do we? Oh, I'm sure. Of it. No, no. <laughs> yeah, um, we're gonna rattle right through these. Absolutely. I just want to say I'm proud of everyone here for not having Die Hard on their list. Yeah, because, uh, <laughs> kind I of. I was a... prepared to argue. <laughs> oh, um, um, sorry. Real, real quick before we do that, yeah. um, Matt, I'm sending you a very important text. Um, hopefully, uh, we can get this done in time. Okay. Sure. Sorry. Go ahead. Do you want me to start reading off the fun buff? Uh, yes. All right. First up, we got a. Uh, I don't Mike have D. it yet. No, I got. Oh. It. No? Okay. First up, yep. we got Mike D. We have uh number five Muppet Christmas Carol. Uh, number four, a Charlie Brown Christmas. Three, the year without a Santa Claus. Two, Love Actually, that did get bumped off my list. And uh, number one, Christmas Vacation. Uh, next up, we have Hosway. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> we have uh, number five, Feliz Navidad. <laughs> Four, El Espresso Polar. Uh, Three, El Camino Christmas. Two, El Grinch. And number one, a very Harold and Kumar Christmas. Very good. Merry Christmas, Jose. Jose, Uh, Jose. uh, Next up, we have Mitch Mint, Freshest of the Fun Butts. We have uh, number five, the original animated How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Uh, Not a movie. Is that a TV special? (laughs) Yes, it's like 25 minutes long. Oh, okay. hey, longer than uh, a than tree treehenge treevenge <laughs> treevenge. Uh, uh, number four, a year without a Santa Claus. Uh, three, Ernest saves Christmas. 
Two, The Nightmare Before Christmas, also the one I was thought was going to be on someone's list. And number one, I'm up at Christmas Carol. Mm. Uh, next up, we have Gray. Uh, number five, Klaus. Four, Christmas Vacation. Three, Home Alone. Two, two, Elf. And one, Home Alone. Uh, next up, we have K-Funk. Number five, Violent Night. Four, A Christmas Story. Three, Krampus. Two, 8-Bit Christmas. Oh, there you uh, go. He says, oh, this movie is so fantastic and unbelievably underrated. And number one, Ernest Saves Christmas. Oh, it's a great one. <laughs> Saw that coming. Um, and then next up, we have Don Spaguli. Uh, number five, The uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Four, Home Alone. Three, Gremlins. Two, nice. A Charlie Brown Christmas. And number one, A Christmas Story. <sighs> Excuse me. Um, next up, we have Brian Davis, How the... Uh, How the Gring Stole Christmas, live action. Uh, four Gremlins, three Jingle All the Way, two National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and number one, uh, Muppets Christmas Carol. Uh, next up, we have Bev, uh, tying vote. Number five, mm. uh, <laughs> The Muppet Christmas Carol. Four Eloise at Christmas Time. Three Home Alone 2, two Home Alone 1, and number one, Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the live action. Very good. Uh, next up, we have CJ Doubleday. Uh, apparently, five Jaws: The Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> when he follows them to Florida, <laughs> I forget. Oh, All I remember is that they go to Florida to escape Jaws, and he follows them down there. <laughs> he <laughs> knew. Cool. Uh, oh boy! Number four, Eight Big Christmas. Nice. Uh, three, A Christmas Story. Two, Charlie Brown Christmas. <laughs> number one, Home Alone. Uh, next up, we have Dave Howard. We have Violent Night, four National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, three The Guardians, two Jingle All the Way, and number one Batman Returns. Hell yeah, my man! Uh, next up, we have Kevin Weaver. Uh, he has Die Hard. You son of a- this is this the first <laughs> Die Hard? Yeah. Of course. Uh, number four, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the live action one. Three, Home Alone. Two, Love Actually. Number one, A Christmas Carol. Um uh, again we have Don Spaguli again. Uh <laughs> <laughs> unprecedented. You know, uh, very <laughs> unprecedented. Given nothing stopping him. I pr- I appreciate the second. <laughs> uh number five, the Polar Espresso. Uh four, Provolone two, lots of New York. <laughs> Three, a Christmas Monster. cannoli. Two, the lasagna before Christmas. And number one, Don Spaguli's How the Guido Stole Prosciutto. <laughs> okay, just, just throwing Italian words together. <laughs> Why not? Uh, next up, we have Dingus, uh, Dingus Adams. Okay. Uh, number five, Milf on a Shelf. Four, <laughs> four Miracle on 69th Street. <laughs> Three. Three, the tits that saved Christmas. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, two, barely legal bitch that stole Christmas. Um, and number one, Jehovah, you don't, Jehovah, you don't witness this present frosting of the snowman. Part one, when a cum-filled fedora lands atop a poorly made snowman and brings him to life with a raging boner and a heart full of desire for O's, O's, O's. Nice. Wonderful. <laughs> Uh, next up, we have Raven. Um, number five, a gingerbread under wraps. Four, wow. gifts of Christmas. Okay. Th- three is angels of ornaments. What am I reading here? 
Uh, two, A Christmas Carol, and number one, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, oh shit, we got Ryan Brown. <laughs> we are the nation! The <laughs> Uh, number five is Black Christmas, 1974. Hell yeah. Uh, number four is Black Christmas, 2019. Hell yeah. Three is Black Christmas, 2006. <laughs> <laughs> and number two, number two, Friday After Next. And number one, uh, Trading Places. Oh, very good. I didn't know Black Christmas. Was that a three remakes? Yes. <laughs> Damn. That's so funny. <laughs> Damn. Uh, Damn. Next up, we have Guy Fury. Uh, number five, A Christmas Story. Four, Jingle All the Way. Three, you can't have Home Alone 1 and 2. Cheater. Cheats. You got to pick. got to pick one or the other. Um, two, Nightmare Before Christmas. And number one, Scrooged. Oh, um, there you go. Honorable mentions, The Snowman and Gremlins. And that's it. All right. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Fun bucks. There you go. All right. Well, uh, that, that'll do it uh, for us. We uh, we hope everyone had a, um, well, has, right? Has a, a great yeah. uh, a great Christmas uh, or whatever holiday you, you're doing, whatever you're doing. I hope it's, I hope it's awesome. Any, any words of encouragement or, or well wishes, uh, boyos? Um, I would like to wish um, ill will on one fun butt who changed their vote at the last <laughs> second, <clears throat> causing me to lose. Well, not lose, but co-win. Oh, you did lose. Everybody heard it. It's on the record. He lost. What? So this piece of garbage, <laughs> I just want to say, fuck you, Mazer. You can't keep doing this every week. <laughs> Agent of chaos. He's got too much power, that guy. Oh, my God. Uh, Thank you right. to my wonderful voters for swaying the vote. Uh, anybody who's opening gifts, just make sure you put on your best face. If it's something you didn't want, just make sure everyone who gives you gifts, they matter. Oh, that sounds like oh. someone's been upset before. <laughs> it's just general advice, you know. <laughs> oh, you didn't like the sweater, huh? That's okay. Here's a receipt. Uh, Sam, advice? Ad- advice? <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Changing it for you. <laughs> what type of advice uh, you got? G- give give the gift of a beautiful photograph <laughs> that you took. God, it's so <laughs> fucking gay. <laughs> all right, uh, Merry Christmas, <laughs> Merry Christmas from all of us here at the Top Five of Death to all you fun butts out there. Uh, may you get everything you want, and if you don't, um, make it known. And goodbye. Smell you later. <laughs>